And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. We're back again, everybody, on YouTube, on Twitch, on all the places that great streams can be found. We're on the we're on the Silk Road, we're on Shatterbait, we're on all the great we're, streaming sites. We're, we're we're here for the dimensional merge. We're here for it. It's finally happened, you know, it's it's a little apocalyptic, you know, you gotta respect your OCs. <laughs> We, we are all OCs in the great multiversal concept. <laughs> That's the thing, that we're all somebody's original characters. We just didn't know it yet. Yeah, yeah. We haven't become Rope. self-aware yet. No, not yet, but it's only a matter of time. <laughs> <laughs> How, uh, how's your week been, Matt? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, we just today got put back into a, a week-long lockdown until next I Sunday. Saw uh that's that's some bullshit very fun uh i i mean i don't mind lockdowns they're a chance for me to get ahead and work and everything i guess so, so yeah. yeah no i'm 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 not too concerned about that but yeah it kind of sucks you know especially like in the last week uh, with everything else that's gone down in the world be it for real shitty gaming companies fucking over their staff yeah or fortnite streamers raping kids or yeah uh, this the, the, a hell of a one chris chan doing something unspeakable to his mother yeah something so bad that if we say it youtube might demonetize us <laughs> just for saying it yeah. that bad it's so yeah. bad that he got arrested for it yeah that's then that's the end of christory everybody <laughs> uh, the prison saga prison saga. oh the prison saga <laughs> holy shit you know for people who don't know who chris chan is it just sounds like we're talking fucking gibberish i'd say look it up everyone but at the same time maybe don't oh maybe do no no do it do it you, you won't regret there, it at all there are a lot, a lot of very comprehensive videos on the internet's uh, most interesting individual chris chan i like the ben saint series and who are you saying uh samuel uh, something? yeah gino samuel with his uh, uh still ongoing 49 part saga <laughs> wow it's, it's a college course i tell you what oh it is. hey you know at least you know it sucked evenly all over the place you're going back into lockdown i know a bunch of places in the states are bringing back their mask mandate and the uh head of like the canadian health organization mm -hmm. was basically like uh i think we're going into a fourth wave now everyone because no one is getting vaccinated quick enough so fuck oh no no so you know it's one of those things but on the upside though uh i started watching that kate winslet murder mystery uh the mayor of east yes. uh me or whatever mayor of east town easton something easton yeah thank you see i was saying it wrong forever i thought it was mayor of east town like ah so kate winslet's a mayor who solves murder <laughs> mysteries huh no she's that's a quirky not it. mayor who says murder mysteries when she's not you know kissing babies and, and yeah wow you know uh, opening opening hospitals and whatnot yeah cutting ribbons and yeah everything. yeah <laughs> yeah completely different show. oh her name is mayor m-a-r-e-o-k <laughs> a lot of a lot of great philadelphia accents in that she'll go home h-o-w they're putting a lot of o's and w's yep. in words yep but yeah it's good shit i uh i dig it do i i got to check out uh uh jungle cruise that came out oh this week. yeah how was that? It was fucking awesome. It was fucking Indiana Jones and the Mummy, like, and Pirates of the Caribbean all rolled into one, and it was fun. It was so good. Which, which are all things I like. I yeah. feel like uh, that that one got mixed reviews. Like, you either loved it or you hated it. But it definitely sounds like something I it, would probably enjoy. It did enjoy. what it what I wanted it to do, and that is scratch that Indiana Jones itch. It did that mm. perfectly. 
It's been a while. Ooh, we got uh, in the chat already, Jayhan LM. Hey, Joel and Matt. Uh, how tall are both of you guys? Also, do either of you use Letterbox to keep track of the movies you watch? Uh, I think I've said it before. I'm about 6'1". I'm 5'9". 5'9". 5'8 and a half. Uh, do, do you get the same problem I do whenever I go out to cons? People always say, geez, Joel, you're taller in real life. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. And I'm like, well, you only ever see me from the waist up on camera, <laughs> so I could be anything. We, we don't have those fans that like, uh, that like, uh, like it, we, they see our background and they'll be like, okay, that poster is such mm-hmm. height and his head is this height, so he has to be this height. <laughs> they can sure lock it out there. No, I, and also to answer your other question, no, I've never used Letterbox. I know lots of people who do, and I'm just like, I don't need another app to keep track of. Yeah, I, I use my mind to remember which movies I've seen. <laughs> Mm-hmm. the original letterbox the human mind <laughs> uh yeah where were we before there oh yeah jungle cruise was good yeah I, I heard a lot of the pirates of the caribbean comparisons apparently there's like a bunch of bug plant conquistadors yeah the main main bad guys are like cursed conquistadors and like the main guy is like made up of snakes and there's one like made up of uh bees and they do a really smart thing with a guy made of bees they like uh knock him out with like the the smoke from the smokestack of like the the uh mm. the steamboat they're on and everything and yeah it's, it's, like it's a lot of fun it's, again it's like pirates of the caribbean like davy jones's like crew sort of thing <laughs> which is funny too because it's based on another disney ride where it's yeah. like wait was this was this like a script for a pirates of the caribbean movie <laughs> they ended up reusing i mean it could be it, it, it could definitely feel like it i mean it we had like in pirates of the caribbean they eventually did like uh movies that were dealt with like the fountain of youth and, and stuff like that and, and that that's basically what this is it's about like a flower that gives like life you know i could so see it definitely being a pirates of the caribbean film so this is just a better version of arguably the worst pirates of the caribbean movie yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah that's uh that's what my week uh looked like that's what your week looked like uh as people probably noticed last week we did something kind of different on the channel when it came to the show and that is we tried cutting it up into segments like some of the other podcasts we enjoy doing to see if that can get around youtube's shitty way of punishing longer content and by extension bringing down our other videos in the algorithm uh we learned some interesting things (laughs) i'm not going to say it's a full success but we learned some interesting things when doing it uh one that is i think we pretty much know what the ceiling is on our fan base now our loyal fan base that we love a lot but i think we know what it is (laughs) because even though we cut the videos in two they both got about the same viewership which is still about under a thousand which is surprising because to me it's like well yeah i mean anything that's under a thousand ooh, that's getting into some dangerous territory for the thing but uh yeah people people did end up watching it and shockingly they watched the longer one quicker so that one hit a thousand quicker <laughs> that's funny yeah that's yeah funny. I, yeah i have no idea what that's about so we're probably not gonna keep doing that we're probably just gonna go back to doing a regular length show because i don't fucking understand youtube i th- i think i understand but i don't as, as i said i think it's just a slump because like i can see it on like my analytics when i compare it to like last month's around this time mm-hmm. it's like a slump and i've it's true don't know why like what what, what does the end of july start of august signify is that is that something is that youtube doing their tax and they're just trying to like <laughs> stop, stop revenue coming in or something i don't know <laughs> 
It's also too where it's like you know shit. It's it's not like people are out at the beach or having fun during summertime. <laughs> what what else can you do but sit here and watch our videos? Uh, thank you, people in the chat saying they watched both of those. Thank you. You know we were trying something new and different and everything. It didn't quite get the uh, what is it the reaction we wanted, but you know we learned some things. This is what you got to do as a YouTuber. You got to try. You got to experiment. You got to do some stuff. We tried you know taking a week off for the show. That didn't really make any difference. We tried cutting it up. That didn't really make a difference. I guess the last, you know, uh, what is it, card we have to play is doing like what Comic Pop did, and that is, hey, start a whole other separate channel, which I don't want to do because even yeah. though we have a really loyal Comic Multiverse fan base, I don't know if we would get the numbers quick enough to no, actually, you know, yeah, well, make like, it profitable. Again, you've got to wait until you get a certain number to reach that threshold yeah, yeah, before yeah, you can yeah, start yeah. monetizing videos and yeah. all that and that's it's a hassle to get to that and as as yeah. well as like as well as like it could just be as well the content like because we, cho we we choose like the news that's like happening at the at the at the at time the moment, and yeah. sometimes it's it's kind of boring news or like people news people don't like and we can't we can't you know make Control news it, yeah. up you know no yeah exactly i mean we could make it up but then oh, we yeah. lose all credibility we might be more popular but who knows oh yeah no we, we we could definitely go down that route into like the star wars youtuber oh, uh God. you know rabbit hole we could do that yeah. if we wanted the, to the, the outrage youtuber <laughs> again the videos that are doing really good right now and are seeing a healthy play are like short three to five minutes and like uploaded regularly and again you know what's the best way to do that than by basically just making shit up yeah <laughs> just gotta make the shit up but again you know people people like the show and we've cultivated a fan base doing what we're doing and so long as you people don't leave i guess we won't leave either and you know thank you for all the kind donations we've been getting here on on patreon because that's basically what's keeping the show going that's that's another idea i had in the back of my head i'm like well what if the show just becomes patreon exclusive like you have to watch the streams if you want it for free if not you gotta pay to watch it on patreon I'm like uh that feels kind of scummy because then it's like yeah. well, aren't you just you know like money gating something that you used to give for free why should people pay for something that you used to give them for free yeah like yeah what 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 else are you offering on top of that like that exactly warrants it. Yeah. that's why i haven't pulled the gun on like a uh, on a patreon for my channel either i'm like what yeah. can what extra can i give people that i don't give them already like and i don't really know what i could do like my big thing is like you know if you're a patron you can get this show for free or no not for you can get this show early in audio and visual before i put it up online which means you actually probably get it and it's like optimum freshness <laughs> and you know any uh any rpg stuff i do and i put up like a little behind the scenes podcast too which is just like me talking into a mic for a little bit so you know that's what i try and do mm -hmm. so that's <laughs> one guy said why not start a new cast oh uh, yeah so do what the comic companies do and just go back to episode number one <laughs> hey i mean maybe <laughs> man if it doesn't you... work we can always just say there was a crisis and go back to legacy numbering man you know that's actually kind of funny yeah, or, or go back one to one. episode one but doing like the parentheses like legacy number two oh, 240 yeah. something like marvel do <laughs> that's actually kind of fun actually maybe maybe like for april fool's day or something we should do that like fuck it it's a brand new show brand new number one <laughs> 
because that's the thing too where it's like you know I, I don't think we could be not to sound like you know completely conceited and up my own ass or anything it's like I don't think we could do anything better I honestly think the show's the best it's ever been it looks great we've you know managed to hit all our timing perfectly there's no dead air technologically speaking the no. show has been great I don't know what else we could do it's a pretty it runs like compared to like other things I've been part of it's it's running pretty you know like clockwork every week yeah pretty well someone says someone says maybe a paid post show yeah i don't know what the paid post show would be it would just mostly be like uh, uh. <laughs> just asmr of us setting yeah. up yeah oh that was long oh god is it done yet oh what are you gonna do oh, i'm probably gonna get the new rick and morty and go to sleep oh yeah me too that's <laughs> let, let me tell you that's all the post show is it's matt getting on with his day because it's early in australia and it's me going to bed because it's like midnight one in the morning here <laughs> That's, we, that's all we, we gotta do we gotta do that we gotta break go down and break down the uh to um do the uh oh what do you call them jacuzzi streams oh yeah that's that's the next thing you know we gotta get some hot tub captain <laughs> couldn't do the stream and private the stream after audio for free early video and patreon is an alternate i mean it's basically what i do anyway that's basically yeah basically what happens like when that's, yeah as soon as we finish here i private it on youtube download it get yeah. it all ready for up, upload I mean, like, it could it could be quicker. The thing is, is that, you know, it's just Matt runs the tech end. I run the Patreon, you know, uh, what is it? The distribution end of the operation, if you will. <laughs> yeah, someone says that, too. Why don't you do a movie podcast? Because we're comic book YouTubers. So there's already lots of movie podcasts there. We'd be stepping into a very deep ocean as tiny, tiny fish. Yeah, and I don't think there'd be anything we could add to, like, movies that haven't already been said true it's also repeating a lot of a lot of things it is it's also hard enough to see a lot of movies while keeping up on comics like hell this week i I was barely able to read all the new comics that came out i tried (laughs) but yeah i did a lot of cooking and baking this week i got an air fryer so i've been air frying shit you joined the ranks of us with i did i joined the air fryer gang oh i made some wings tonight that were out of this world nice you, you can't, I got like one of the $60 models. It was on yep. sale. So I can't get as many wings in, but they're done in about 20 minutes and you don't got to futz around with the oil and you don't got to do all the other things. So it like ultimately evens out. Yeah, I, I think I got one that was like 50 bucks and it's just, it's wonderful. It's just, it's like it's that right, right size, you know. I, I love it. You just set the heat, you set the time, and then yep. you just wait. It takes all the guesswork out of it because one of the things I always hated about frying was just the fear of like, oh, God, am I going to burn myself? Oh, God, am I going to burn down the house? Oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, man, get some shoestring french fries in there, oh, man. So Wonderful. Good. So good. <clears throat> Tevye saying TV show reviews. Uh, TV show reviews, especially animated show reviews, do, do very good for me on the channel. Unfortunately, they don't come out all the time. That Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I started, like I said, a couple of couple of weeks ago i'm gonna start doing some anime reviews but i've just got to get time to get around to it. i've already picked mm. out what i've um got my next anime review on because i did that godzilla show and people nice. seem to really like it and they wanted me to do more so they suggested some and i've got those picked out it's just finding the time to actually do them because i've got to watch like a heap of shit oh i know I, uh, what is that? I, I got a thing coming out. I'm doing a secret identity on Peacemaker. I'm doing like all the different alternate versions of Peacemaker in the mm-hmm. DC universe. And I want to have that out by next week for the Suicide Squad movie. But goddamn, that stuff is hard to do because I got to research it and write it. Mm-hmm. And then I got to record all the little cutaways and everything and edit. It's like, God, I have no idea how guys like Thorgy and NerdSync, you know, turn this out like they do, at least with comic reviews. That's quick. That's three to five minutes. I read it. This is what's going on. This is what I know. This is what's up. Yep. 
it's a uh, good quality content takes a long time yep it sure does but you know that's just a little peek behind the curtain everyone in case you were wondering why we chopped it up last week but not this week <laughs> so we're just gonna go back to doing it how it is and again just you know here, here's hoping we'll get over a thousand next week but if not you know it, it is what it is yeah we'll see yeah I, I as i said like the bigger things like, like we've got uh fandom coming up that last yeah. year did really well for us and i'm sure it, it will because we we went straight after it basically live it is yeah so yeah the, the- the thing too about youtube in general is that it's all it's all waves it's all crests and waves we had crests before where we were doing really good and now it's come back down again and youtube could change again in a couple months it It absolutely will they're like oh did we say uh shorter content was better uh we actually meant no we actually meant this is better because ads and shit yep it's a it's a whole fucking thing the whole yeah. fucking thing but uh yeah i guess with that out of the way we can actually hop into the news this yeah. week there you go katie thinks the show needs more violence mm, <laughs> i think he's on to something you're right <laughs> youtube loves violence and i love it too we just need to start putting like happy tree friend stuff all yeah. over the screen yeah we need epic fails we just need guys getting hit in the balls i'll slice them in when when i get mm. get editing good good it's like cartel kills and stuff and <laughs> remember felony fights yeah remember that YouTube yeah thing we were all into for kimbo a slice on, on on the podcast even though he's dead yeah kimbo slice knocking motherfuckers out you get uh what is it like uh ex aryan gang member fighting like mexican guy who picks oranges for a living and the orange guy just fucking destroys <laughs> yeah. it i remember that fighting. i remember that video very well <laughs> i'm glad you do and they're clearly fighting at his work and it's the best example of this guy like yeah man i did five years i don't care i'm gonna kill a motherfucker and then they talk to the mexican guy yeah you know how to fight whatever you know it's cool and he's just like very just very chill and very mellow and then as soon as they take their shirts off he one punches them and then starts just <laughs> kneeing him into the fucking earth it's amazing hey carter there uh your venom commentary was hilarious please do more for films you hey can't uh, can't stand yeah i guess we could start doing more commentary stuff again we kind of stopped because it's like it was either that or do a show but i guess on a slow week we should start doing we more should, commentary we should again. do a live commentary uh, like, like obviously not, not show the film or anything but like do it so that people could like put the film on with us and and yeah kind of watch it with us yeah we should experiment with that actually that's not a bad idea at all and also too keep shit fresh and interesting too because as much as i love doing the show sometimes you do kind of feel like you're in a rut here and there and just yeah just chilling out and watching a movie one night would be nice yeah uh kali frederick there saying you guys like the animated injustice movie va cast oh yeah the trailer dropped for that this week i didn't put that on the news but yeah we uh we saw the trailer for injustice this week didn't we yeah the just like the designs of the costumes of the uh, of the game uh the animation looks horrible <laughs> It doesn't look great. They've made some choices. I, I I wasn't even paying attention to the voice cast. Who uh who actually is uh, voicing who in this? Anson Mount is voicing Batman. I think I think Justin Hartley is voicing Superman. I I I don't. I haven't really been paying attention to it. Yeah yeah huh. I mean like no one stood out to me like ooh that's great or no one stood out to me as like ooh that's bad. Yeah uh here in justice 2021 here i got the actual cast list up in front of me right now i'm glad uh the chat reminded me of this because i didn't actually put it down there yeah justin hartley is superman where where do i know him from uh he was green arrow on smallville 
Oh, okay. That's interesting casting. Anson, man. Ooh, Janet Varney, uh, Legend of Korra and many other things is Wonder Woman. I kind of like that. Mm -hmm. uh, Laura Bailey is Lois Lane and Ramakushna, so she's playing uh, double duty. Mm -hmm. uh, Zach Callison as Damian Wayne. Was he, was he him in the old universe or have they recast him now? I have no idea. Yeah, well, we got Damien in that movie. He's also playing Jimmy Olsen, so he's playing Double Duty. Uh, we got Michael Hall. We got Edwin Hodge. Uh, Gillian Jacobs is uh, Harley Quinn in this one. And then we got just, you know, your your, your regular offenders, Yuri Lowenthal, doing multiple different voices. Yeah, yeah. Because, of course, he is. Uh, yeah, that's that's just kind of it. Freddie Tatashore playing Captain Adam. Oh, he's not playing a big monster this time? Interesting. <laughs> It's so weird that they're doing the Injustice movie now because it's like, well, isn't that just the plot of the game? Didn't didn't we play it? Isn't this just going to be like a video just game? Cuts, like, yeah, we saw the cutscenes and everything. Oh, I think they're doing stuff from the comics as well. Yeah, hell of a thing. Oh, really? Uh, Zach is the Steven Universe kid. That's right. That's right, Magmaster. You would think I would know that being such the Steven Universe mark <laughs> that I am. But will he sing though in Injustice? That's the important thing. Will he share his beautiful voice with the world? That's 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 the thing that's gonna. Uh make superman turn and uh become good again yeah it's gonna bring everyone together it's funny because injustice is so like a series of two parts there's the game which is better than your average fighting game story which is why people liked it so much because there was a story that actually existed written by jimmy palmiotti people forget that that he wrote the original <laughs> game and that was really good and then there's the comic story that filled in all the in-betweens that everyone really loved because it was Tom Taylor, like, cutting his teeth and blowing everyone's mind with his ability to tell this, like, crazy alternate universe, DC universe with all your favorite characters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, I, and I feel like, uh, what is the movie going to take its reference from? Is it going to try and be an adaptation of the game or the stuff from the comic people like? Yeah, I, I don't know. And the, the, Again, the problem is they got Tim Sheridan writing it, the guy behind uh, Titans Academy yikes yeah well he's written a couple of the, the the movies and they've not been yeah you know they've been all right you know yeah he's he's not the worst he's not the worst i just didn't like his last comic thing because again it's like there's too many fucking characters here who am i supposed to follow who's the main character yeah your issue one was straight into a crossover with another book mm -hmm. amazing this uh, injustice too you know i guess this is another great example of you know 2021 2020's fascination with evil superman we've probably gotten more evil superman in the last two years it's weird isn't it it is it's like what's in the water so, so much to the point do, even do, do you think maybe it's because we had uh superman and lois which is like the complete end of that scale where we have a completely like amazing good superman I mean, if anything, that's like the cure for it, you know, that's like the weird, you know, outlier where it's like, oh, well, here's Superman really acting like Superman. But meanwhile, we got like freaking Omni-Man over here. We got Injustice Superman. We got all these evil Supermans. We got freaking uh, black-suited Superman, Nightmare Superman from the Snyder Cut. It's like, what is this obsession? I think even like Grant Morrison weighed in on it yeah. in an interview and they said, you know, uh, why is everyone so fascinated with turning Superman evil? Oh, why? Cause his, you know, uh, what is it? His wife died and that made him sad. You know, my parents died and that didn't make me go crazy and want to kill everybody. Yeah, he made that good, the great point as well. It wouldn't have been one thing that changed it, which it was in the comics. It was like yeah. that one thing that was, that changed him and it wouldn't in like the, it wouldn't actually do that. 
Yeah, and that's why Injustice is good, because we've seen so many stories about an evil Superman, but why Injustice works is you get to see the slow, steady decline, yeah. you know, the bad choice that leads to another bad choice that leads, you know, for the greater good ideology, and by the end it's like, ah, and this is how tyrants are made. Yep. Again, there's those comics by Tom Taylor. Yeah. Like, none of that Wilden... shit's really in the game. No, no. I mean, hell, even something great like, uh, what is it, the Justice Lords from uh, the mm -hmm. animated series, that you like, you you start that like two-parter in an alternate universe where Superman kills Lex because he has no other choice, and because Superman breaks bad, it has this ripple effect through the rest of the universe and everything, but you never saw how we got there. Yep. Though, actually, I think, what is it, when Kyle Higgins was doing those uh, Batman Beyond, Justice League Beyond 2.0s, we did actually get to go over to that universe, and we saw the fallout from it. It was quite interesting. Yeah, okay. How, how Lord Superman and Lady Wonder Woman had a kid, and they named him Zod. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, they named him Zod, and it was actually very... It's been so long since I've read those stories, but I remember them being super awesome, and and like almost kind of like a little injustice before Injustice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but well, uh, well that's all that's all that uh, uh, evil Superman is. It's in, like injustice, like before injustice happened, but like injustice was the thing that refined it. Yeah, absolutely. To where it's like, okay, let's actually take this idea to the next level, you know? Yeah. So uh, thank you for bringing that up, Chad, because we weren't going to talk about that now that's become such a good part uh, of the show. Yeah. Uh, our, our first official story this week is actually a feel-good story to get us nice <laughs> and away from evil Superman and in death and destruction and totalitarian states. Uh, Jim Lee has managed to raise over $800,000 for comic shops with his 60 and 60 sketches that uh, he auctioned off. Yeah, good on him. Very good on him. I feel like during the beginning of the pandemic, that was such a bigger deal where it's like, well, what about the fate of comic book shops? You know, what about the fate of, you know, all these brick and mortars, this, that and the other? You know, are they just going to be left to die and be eaten up as so much of American industry seems to be now in this unprecedented yeah. pandemic? And yeah. good, good on, you know, Lee here for actually trying to fight and trying to help there by, you know, using his amazingly, uh, what is it, gifted talent that he has. Absolutely yeah this is great like uh I, like i'm not the sort of person who buys like super special art like this but if i was i'd probably really want to own an original jim lee sketch oh yeah definitely a uh, jim lee would definitely be something i'd want to own jim lee and like uh like a chris sammy and and yeah. and, and uh, just uh, relating back to a story we're going to talk about later a jock piece of artwork something yeah. like that we got a lot of jock in this episode everyone <laughs> don't worry we're going to be talking about that 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 actually uh has me thinking now uh what is it i'm actually on ebay right now jim lee original sketch let's actually see what the going price on this one is on the street probably 1500 or something uh well, i should bit. probably I should uh, that's a good guess i should also probably spell the word sketch right it's probably a good idea it's a good thing no one has to know how shitty my spelling is <laughs> okay jim lee batman head original cbsc ss authenticated 9.8 grade uh that's 936 dollars that's Canadian. not too bad that's not that's too bad that's not too bad, and that's Canadian, so American, you know, would actually be a little less than that. Jim Lee Batman had original original sketch number three. This is a much bigger, more detailed one. This one is about a thousand, and it's like the highest graded version you could get. Nice, nice. 
Oh, oh, now here's a good one here. Voodoo by Jim Lee, Wildcats, Head Scratch on DVD, Signed Sketch, Original Artwork, $1,000. <laughs> nice. Is is Jim Lee selling that one himself? Nice. If, if I go back to this, will this be Jim Lee's <laughs> eBay page? <laughs> uh, I, I want to get some more. I, I've only got like a, a couple of different like... Uh original artworks i got a mark bagley superman which was drawn specifically for me by sent nice. in by it sent to me by a fan uh which was really cool i got a dave gibbons raw shack uh which again was drawn specifically for me uh callie frederick there saying also relating to injustice there can't wait to see alfred headbutt clark will it be in the movie <laughs> i don't know because there's so many great moments from injustice's long run that they're probably not going to be able to get into just one movie exactly that which is which is why i don't like they're doing a movie about it there's so much going on in this fucking universe you can't just do a movie about it should have been a series you have an app now don't be afraid to make more things into series yep long halloween would have been much better if it was a series instead yeah. of a movie yep two movies should have been a whole series maybe if they did they would have actually kept the fucking ending and not changed i it. knew they were going to change the ending i, I called it I called it's it. it's the worst change too because they get right to the end and they've kept basically everything else the same yeah they changed some stuff here and there you know they've moved around locations they've added technology that didn't exist there so like two-face has a cell phone now or before he didn't in the story mm -hmm. but they get right to the end and then they change it right at the end for a twist that is way dumber than the one that was in the book. And they also, like, ruin the, like, creepy final shot of it, too, by placing Batman in a scene he wasn't in. Yep. Yep. So dumb. It's like, why did you make two of these if you were just going to change it? <laughs> what the fuck was the, the point? The best thing is, as well, is, like, I think, like, a week before the movie came out, Troy Baker came out and said, like, oh, the ending's changed. And it's like, oh, well, thank you for telling us that this has all been Thanks, a waste Troy. of fucking time. <laughs> I, do, I do not get it. In fact... Like, th that ending was such a slap in the face. If anything, I love the two Dark Knight Returns movies they did even more now mm -hmm. than I did before. Because it's like, yeah, they kept it so close to the original. Could you imagine if they tried to do this now and they tried to change it? Yeah, well, I was I was thinking about that actually the, the other day. So I was like, that's like the last one that's like a two-parter that was kept like perfectly pure into, in a pure habitation everything since then have been has been like completely changed like they did like death of superman in two films with death and rain and they changed everything about it yep and it's horrible as bizarro critic inc says the ending bugged the crap out of me since it missed the whole point of why long halloween is important yeah. to Batman. yet in one scene they managed to completely fumble one of the major reasons about why that story is the way it is i don't understand it they have the comic there in front of them they can see it yeah why why did you feel you need to change it and not a change for the better like this no. is literally a change for the worst well i don't know if you could even change it for the better because it's pretty no pretty good as it, it works is you know excellently the way it is yeah it really does, but I digress. Freaking, you know, we'll be sitting here talking about Long Halloween and the stupid adaptation. Hey, that's what we should do. We should watch, uh, what is it, some of the animated ones again there. We should watch uh, Hush, and we should watch Gotham by uh, Gaslight. Oh, well, let's watch Ga Gotham by Gaslight, man, because I didn't actually finish it. It's it's short. I think it's a shorter one. Yeah. Like, literally in that one, you know you're in trouble in the first five minutes, yep. where it's like, oh, Oh, the guy who's supposed to be the killer isn't here in the first five minutes where he is in the book. Fuck. Yep. 
oh, you guys are just making stuff up now. <laughs> you poor, poor bastards. You're making stuff up now. <laughs> uh, all righty then. So our next story here, again, as Matt said, involves Jock, but not the first time we're going to talk about Jock. This is a Jocktacular uh, on this episode. Uh, it was announced this week that he is going to be writing and drawing a brand new three-part Batman miniseries for Black Label called Batman One Dark Knight, but yes. night is spelled the way you think it is. And then another, another Batman book for the Black Label, the Bat Label. It's been, it's been about three whole minutes, Matt, yep. since we got a new uh, Batman announcement for Black Label. And, oh, here it is. Good. You see, I was worried for a second. I was going to send out a search party. Yeah. What what are these stories doing different from one another? They're not nothing. Like, they're all like this. They're all the same Batman story. It's dark, but it's not dark enough to warrant, like, them putting it on Black Label. The the only mm -hmm. darker thing is that... Uh, the swear words aren't aren't bleeped out you Censored, know yeah. that's literally like i was like i was like reading uh the second issue of batman reptilian the other day and like it's a good book i, I really enjoy it but i'm like nothing really in here that you, you could have just done this as just like a normal book not a black label yeah. book there's like nothing really in here that's bad I mean, I guess you could say it's like artist forward where it's like, oh, we're letting Jock write and draw this. And I'm like, well, he's written and drawn other yeah. stuff well, well, for the, you. Why do they need a label for that? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, but it's in a prestige format. It's like, oh, so he can draw in bigger pages. Yeah. Cool. Make it hell for us when we come to review it. <sighs> yeah. That, that, that like literally I'm like, that sounds like something the artist will enjoy, but no one else will really give a shit about. Yeah yeah oh so, the, yeah, the, the book is square Ooh. oh yeah finally the uh, the solicitation for this like you said just sounds like a regular old batman story it's batman uh what is it escorting a police convoy taking a brand new villain called emp to blackgate when there's a big blackout all across gotham city and then it's like you know the warriors are like uh 16 blocks where it's like oh can we get him to prison before the night is over yeah mark russell made a story about this in that in that uh digital only batman book oh yeah that's right yeah 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 it's where he literally was like, that yeah where there was like a dirty cop and it yeah was a heat and he was wave and, and he was he was uh he was carting the the hero uh the, the dirty cop around town and they switched it out with nightwing and and harley right. was after him and all the villains were after him it's literally that yeah so that's pretty good they, they yeah it, it was really good because it was mark russell writing it yeah but yeah, my biggest problem with this too, and I mentioned it last time and it bears repeating, all these Batman Black Label books are coming too close together. Yeah, they're all coming out like within a couple of weeks of each other. I'd be okay if it was like once, yeah, you do Batman Reptilian and then you wait three and a half months, six months, do another one, do something different in between. Because here's the thing, as a critic, if I see all these books on the shelf together, I'm not going to want to cover any of them. I just like, oh, fuck, whatever. Like, that's that's what happened with the Harley book. Remember, there was mm -hmm. Harleen Quinzel, and yep. there was, uh, fucking, I don't even forget. There, there was, like, three big Harley Black Label books that came out at once, and I'm like, I don't, you've put these all close together, and now I don't know which one to read, and because I don't know which one to read, I'm not going to read any of them. And And they all tell the same story more or less. They're all about the exact same sort of thing, and the same with these Batman books. They don't do anything different there's nothing wildly different about this yeah like again i i want 
the other history of the DC universe take on this. Like, yes, it's a Batman story, but it's about something completely different, told in a completely different way. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a fucking prose novel now, or yep. it's a goddamn Where's Waldo book. Yeah, yeah, so just something, do something different. And again, like, everyone seems to have a Batman pitch, so they're like, oh, we'll yep. just put it on Black Label. It'll sell, because it's Batman. I mean, they're not wrong. I mean, yeah, I guess which is the frustrating and again like as people when i was first started complaining about this again it's like they get stuff they get superstar writers and artists like jock and everything involved and it's like that's got to be really really good looking book probably really well written as well but it's nothing new yeah if nothing else at least this one is short at least this one is only three issues yeah again he's probably got a story you want a beginning middle and an end yeah, which is good, which that's all I ask. Because some of these Black Label books, you know, they're out of fucking control with how long they are sometimes. Yeah, Batman Reptilian's like six issues, and yeah, yeah. I, some of them are like 12 issues. and Yeah, keeping it keeping it short, if nothing else. Yeah. Because it's too, it's like, man, I barely have enough time to get through all the books I'm reading right now. I don't need several new Batman books. Yeah. Because I'll have to start making harsh choices and be like, well, these ain't getting covered then. Nope. Well, well yeah, well, then I'll save these for a rainy day. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how it goes. Yep. Uh, now, our next story there is also a Batman story, but this one actually is doing something different in many ways. Uh, one, it's an audio drama. Two, for I think the first time ever, we're actually seeing some colorblind casting in Batman. Winston Duke who we all love from his Hollywood work recently. He's become quite a big star in the last couple of years. Absolutely. Us, um, mm -hmm. uh, Black Umbaku. Panther. Yeah. I'm sure many more things because the dude has just like star written all over him. Yep. Uh, he's going to be voicing Batman in a brand new audio drama called Batman Unburied. Yeah. And I went back and like listened to his voice uh, like while he was talking and then like closed my eyes and imagined him as Batman. It's like, oh, he's got a good Batman voice. He does. He absolutely does. Now, I will freely admit, even though these, you know, like superhero audio dramas have become fairly popular, I've not actually listened to any of them. I've thought about listening to them, and maybe this will be the one that, you know, breaks on through to it. But, uh, yeah, have you given any of these? I know they did a Wolverine one a I, while ago. Yeah, I, I listened to a little bit of that one, and it was pretty good with Richard Armitage as uh, Wolverine. Mm. He was pretty good at that. Um but yeah, I haven't heard any of these Batman ones or anything, and I'll probably definitely give this one a listen to because it's written by Saladin Ahmed. Ooh, we both like a lot. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, people in the chat, if uh, we listened to that and then covered it in a video format, would you be interested? <laughs> I'm sure people will. <laughs> it, it would be very challenging to be like, hey, I listened to this audio drama, so here's no pictures to show you. <laughs> you have to use your imagination. <laughs> That would be the thing. How, how are you going to do it? <laughs> also, would I get in trouble if I played some clips? I wonder. Hmm. I don't know, because it's, it's voices. Yeah. So it's, it's like not music or anything. So yeah, um, maybe. I guess we'll find out, won't we? Yeah. I feel like they don't really do a great job marketing this shit, too, where no. it's like, so when's it coming out? Yeah, no, you don't really either, either hear about it until like the day it comes out or like after yeah for real tell me about it so that's an interesting piece of news there everyone i just thought that was worth bringing up hey uh friggin man ape is gonna be batman ain't that cool yeah i like that a lot uh now our next story doesn't actually involve uh batman but it does involve a batman writer who has been very very busy as of recently <laughs> very I, of course, busy. <laughs> talk, 
Oh, yeah. I'm, of course, talking about Scott Snyder, who after they finished up their Justice League run there, a lot of us are thinking, well, what are they going to do next? They haven't instantly been put on another DC title. Did you know Marvel maybe make a better offer? Is, you know, Snyder going to go over there and do a thing? You know, are they going to commit themselves, you know, more fully to their indie work? The answer is yes, they're going to commit uh, themselves to their indie work. But holy shit, the stuff that Snyder's got coming down the pipeline, some might call this historic. I think this is the biggest acquisition deal I've seen in a while. Oh, yeah. Like the the books that he's putting out, I, the, this is just three of them uh, on the screen here. There's uh, eight. Yeah, there's eight, eight. In, and they're all, they all cover like literally every genre all of his favorite genres so yeah for those of you who don't know scott snyder signed a huge amazon comicsology dark horse basically an overall deal in hollywood to write eight brand new books for them all with star-studded art talent on them uh jock is going to be drawing one of these greg capullo is going to be drawing one of these yeah so many i think uh francis manipal's doing one with him manipal's doing one basically yeah. everyone he worked with at dc he's working with Pretty on much. this now yeah everyone he all his friends basically yeah all of his friends and you know there's gonna be a horror one there's gonna be a war one and a spy one and i get the distinct feeling that, you know, because this is a, you know, comicsology Amazon co-production deal, how much money do you bet that they also want to probably at some point adapt these into television oh, shows? Oh, I guarantee you they'll take the most successful ones and, and do, like, animated shows with them or something. This gets a show deal, this gets a show deal. Yeah, I'm looking forward to some of these. Some of these look pretty cool. The one I'm really looking forward to uh, is called Night of the Ghoul which was mm. is apparently just like a world war ii meets the thing sort Ooh. of thing john carpenter's the thing so I'm, I'm looking forward to that that sounds fun you know i always like it when people have lots of fun indie comics to read even though i myself have very little time to read more indie comics i always say you know in the perfect world i'd be able to do indie comics and uh what is it superhero comics on their own but it's just it's just so fucking hard, you know, with the numbers yep. the way it is with retention. I mean, shit, uh, Icon and Static 2 came out this week, and I haven't been able to get to those yet. I read Icon. Oh, yeah. How was it? Oh, well, we'll talk about that a little later. <laughs> yeah, true. Just, just, don't give it up, Joel. Now, Joel, you gotta go <laughs> wait till the end of the show. <laughs> I I breezed through it, actually. I didn't read it, but I was sure to look at all the art and everything for it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so good good on Snyder here. It looks like, you know, if you like indie comics there, your cup is literally runneth over. Yeah, there's, there's so much coming out. I imagine he's probably got more on the back burner as well, like Phase yeah, yeah. 2 or something. Oh, God, yeah. And he probably made a nice hefty chunk of money for this because, again, this is probably the biggest overall deal in comics I've seen in a long time. What was the last time you heard this where it's like, oh, yeah, I just don't have one comic coming out. I have eight comics coming the, out. The, well, well, like uh, the, the chat's reminding me, reminded me the last time you'd probably heard about this, probably Mark Miller and Netflix. But the difference mm. here is that like Mark Miller, he does the whole facade where it's like, I'm making a comic, but and, eh. oh, it got picked up by netflix oh would you look at that but when you read it it's obvious that he wrote this like after a deal was signed or something clearly here, here these look like they're actual comic books they're not yeah, they're... you know been writing they're not scripts in hiding basically yeah this though perhaps this is you know a delayed reaction 
you know, what we've been saying forever about how, you know, the major uh, media corporations, you know, your Warner Brothers, your Disney's appreciate DC and Marvel because they are these IP farms where it's like, okay, you know, keep making things so we can make the next big TV show and movie off. And maybe this is Amazon getting ahead of it where it's like, okay, people like you, you created stuff in Batman that actually stuck around, make things for us get them popular and then we will decide what we want to make off it and we will own it and not have to fight anyone else for it yeah they they saw how popular uh invincible was yeah and the boys too where it's like yep. yeah but we got to share those with people yep we don't want to share it make these for us specifically <laughs> you hear that and then you hear shit like you know like netflix wants to start doing games now yeah yeah and it's like, so this is just the media future we're in now, right? Where everyone wants to do everything because everyone wants your money. Pretty much. Everyone wants to be your one-stop shop now. Yep. What's uh, what's the next crazy one going to be? Who's who's going to start making fruit pies? <laughs> oh, Google makes fruit pies now? Seriously? And Netflix now owns McDonald's. Oh, You can, okay. like, watch a movie and then, like, order food that's in the show. You... And it'll be, like, delivered to your door. Man, you joke, Matt, but holy shit, do I think that's a good idea. <laughs> right, we're trademarking that. We're trademarking that right now. Do not steal. Do not steal our OC <laughs> idea. I, I I had an idea. I was bullshitting with someone the other day where it's like, man, you know, you ever be out and about and, you know, you got to use a public toilet, but they're always like so disgusting and poorly kept. Imagine if there was like a super special, like high end elite bathroom club where, you know, it's like Uber, but for toilets, you call it up on your app and there's just like a place in an office building where it's like immaculately clean. And there's like, you know, gum and deodorant and lavender right, in the it, air. It and comes to marble. you. It's literally like, like, uh, like a truck that's like that's dri driven around and it like finds you and yeah, it just you like the, opens up so yeah again so now you see the other end of this conversation where it's like no well you couldn't have it in one place because you'd have to be renting all the property you would need to get trucks you would need to basically create the greatest <laughs> porta potty ever to come to people wherever they are oh but then the trucks always got to be running and then you got to pay for gas no maybe you you build the car and then they lease it from you right because that's how uber and lyft <laughs> fuck over their drivers right yeah yeah and you make it electric as well so, there you go. so, so it's easier to run and everything and then yeah if it explodes you can sue tesla um yeah oh there yeah. you go Ooh, maybe it should be like a trailer setup like you bring your own vehicle but you hook up to one of our bathroom trailers <laughs> it's like a u-haul for like exactly, toilets yeah. yeah yeah use my fancy bathroom u-haul <laughs> So yeah, there's a th that's what's gonna happen next. You know, Uber and Lyft are gonna get into that business for you know shy poopers. Yeah, billion dollar idea right there. But but what's the name? You know, it's got to be like Johnny on the spot or like <laughs> bathroom to you or something. Pooper, pooper. Oh, not bad. Simple <laughs> to the point. I like it. It's kind of funny, and you're never gonna forget it after you hear it. <laughs> and it rhymes that's with the Uber. It does, and it's also like you know, like like Uber is done, or it's like like Uber is a dumb name. Lyft kind of makes sense, but like sometimes dumb names are actually the best names for a product because you'll never forget them. <laughs> like think how many products we use every day where it's like that's a dumb name, but I just don't think about it anymore. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's uh, there's your Scott Snyder news, everyone. There, if you like Snyder, if you like indie comics, it's gonna be a good time. It is, yeah. Now, our next piece of news here is us, uh, what is it, invoking some wild speculation 
which I feel like we haven't done in a while. This is a new story that comes from the people at Bleeding Cool, so take it with a massive grain of salt as any uh, article that comes out of Bleeding Cool. Yeah. Uh, according to the people who work there, Jason Aaron has begun work on a brand new Punisher series that will be coming out at some point. Maybe we don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see, especially because they want to like uh, uh, probably be done with the character just for a little bit. Just for a little bit. Just for a little bit longer. I mean, honestly, this article basically seemed like a freaking uh whatchamacallit a uh an excuse to like write an article about you what you and i have been saying forever that is like hey yeah the punisher has been taking a break for a little bit yeah marvel has actually been thinking you know several moves ahead on this one and that maybe people don't want to see a kill crazy vigilante right now who works outside the law when police and racist organizations in the real world have adopted and co-opted his symbol to the best of their abilities yep i they were quick to also post uh his his appearance in uh he was reborn uh yes. where he appeared without the uh uh, the, sc skull, the yeah. skull which uh, doesn't make, make make much sense because he wasn't punisher there he was essentially dead shot yeah he was a completely different character in that universe again classic bleeding cool writing on there where it's like let's not actually tell the whole story let's let's not get the let, let the truth get in the way of our article that we've already written <laughs> but yeah i mean would i like to see a jason aaron punisher story absolutely because he did it before he yep. wrote like Pun like the second punisher max that wasn't garth ennis which was actually really solid yeah yeah I'd, I'd love to see it again yeah i would definitely love to see it again my question is like why would aaron want to do it again he's already writing avengers and shit maybe he's bringing him into the avengers that would be weird but kind of interesting and kind of enough to get me back into avengers where it's like all right let's fucking see how this goes because punisher is technically already on the savage avengers but he stopped showing up there at a point <laughs> he stopped taking the calls stopped taking their calls which is very in character to frank i mean but still at the same time it's like ooh, what, what wasn't he like a poster child for this series when it started yeah and now he's not in it anymore i i'd just like to see punisher just because i'd like to get uh like a follow-up on that matthew rosenberg uh series which was great which ended with Same. like punisher dying quote unquote yeah, he, he like went death. yeah he faked his death and everything and like like where did where did frank go after that because he just like yeah. fell off the radar for everyone yeah, like, uh, you know, Frank, the Lost Days. Uh, well, remember, uh, what is it? Uh, we were supposed to get from Ed Bresson, I think it was, uh, Punisher Barracuda. They were going to mm -hmm. canonize Barracuda. Yep. And then that series got delayed because of COVID and then silently canceled. Yep. yep. Which, again, it's like, yeah, I, I can see why you did that. Yep. I can see why you did that. I, I know I've pitched the idea before is that like, you know, Frank is like an interesting and compelling enough character on his own with enough history in the Marvel universe. He never actually needed the skull at all. In fact, I think there might actually no. be something powerful in doing an arc where it's the book is called the Punisher, but he just doesn't have the skull anymore. Yeah. Well, again, in that Matthew Rosenberg uh, run, he like derided like police who he did. like using his skull to, as like an excuse to like yeah. murder people. And like you could just like continue on with that, have him like hunt down those, hunt down people who like stormed the, the capital, the, and, the capital shit, yeah. and everything, and deride them for using his symbol. You know that would be a great idea, but I always come back to the same problem with that. We would love it; it would make sense with us. But the problem is, is that the people who use and co-op the Punisher skull, 
they don't fucking read comics. So it's like you're doing this for our benefit when it's not going to stop them anyway. Yeah. So what does it even matter? Yeah. It's it, with the punish. You're really in this ultimate no win scenario because racists are dumb, neo fascists are dumb. They've decided they like the skull now and they're going to keep using it. So it's like, what the fuck did you? I, ironically, you know, when we talk about Captain America this week, it feels like Captain America has had several runs in a row now where it's like, hey, stop using the symbol of the shield. Stop using me as a symbol for evil and everything. I don't stand for any of that. Maybe Punisher could have one of those stories, though. It would actually be pretty cool if, like, Punisher was involved in that United States of Captain America he story. he was the Punisher at one point. Yeah, yeah, it would be pretty awesome. And it's, it's as well, it just goes back to, like, Frank's, like, utter respect for, for Steve Rogers and, like, yeah. everything he did. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, shit, like, it's also too, where it's like, I feel like you, like, they leaned as hard into that as they could in Secret Empire when Nick Spencer's like, no, he would be a Hydra sympathizer. Mm -hmm. and He'd this follow is Captain America into because anything. Because he, <laughs> he loves Captain America too much. And then, you know, they had to quickly write it, uh, run it back where it's like, no, now he's only fighting Zemo and Trump Fisk and, you know, all these evil cops and everything. We, we got to walk that back really hard. And they did. And then it's like, oh, so we walked it back for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do think there'd be a really powerful moment if you have, like, a Proud Boys-esque group in the comp being like, yeah, you know, we love the Punisher and what he does. Because they've told this story before where Frank has fought, like, other vigilantes who yeah. worship him. And they're like, yeah, we love the skull. Yeah, you know, we worship the skull and everything. And have Punisher shoot them in the face and then, like, take off his shirt and everything. It's like, it was never about the symbol. I never needed the symbol. No, no. I'm so much bigger than the symbol you know fuck you for thinking you could take it from me it doesn't mean shit to me yeah because nothing means shit to me because i'm frank castle and i'm like the ultimate nihilist yeah <laughs> i think there's definitely something in there <laughs> someone said yeah what why, why, why doesn't he just become a war machine again <laughs> <laughs> that was a cool costume i like the war machine yeah, costume. yeah it was pretty good Hell, I saw, what is it, some pictures there from, like, that Punisher 2099 they did when they were doing 2099 mm -hmm. stories again, and he was, like, a Power Ranger robot. Yeah, I'd, I, just, just, just because it would piss off some people, I'd love for them to, like, bring Frank back, and, like, he's got the skull on, but it's, like, uh, rainbow, like, LGBTQ uh, flag. It's the trans flag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's, it's, like, it's fighting for these people and everything now. That's that's pretty fun, actually. You know, again, you could totally do that story. Like Frank goes to San Francisco and he's all shot up, and he ends up getting like taken in by people in the Tenderloin and everything. And like they think he's going to be weird, but he's like, no, I'm not homophobic at yeah. all. And he I, ends up I, like I, helping them when there's like a rash of like hate crimes or something. Again, that's the thing. Like you know, just totally move Frank Castle to just pure like as they would call it, social justice warrior. Yeah. <laughs> just but again it's like you know that would piss them off but it's like but it's clear they don't read comics though so it's like again yeah you're no doing but yeah but but, but, but you're you're forgetting that like uh fox news will take that page of ah, frank showing them the new symbol and enough. everything and like run with it that's and that, true that's which, all you need that's all you which need means, which means the book will actually become the highest selling book yep. ever <laughs> yep. because of that yeah I, or yeah that would be something like maybe like frank decided like oh i've adopted a new family this is my family now because they accept everyone they love yes. me for who i yes. am yes <laughs> see we just need to write it is what it is <laughs> frank in the streets love is love motherfucker <laughs> <laughs>
And then suddenly you get like a bunch of like big gay fans who would probably not really be in the Punisher into the Punisher because of what he represents. It's like, oh, well, now we think he's great. <laughs> you know what you need to do? You need to model him on uh, Nick Gage. There's a like indie wrestler who's like a hardcore deathmatch specialist. His name is Nick Gage. He's actually done jail time for like bank robbery and everything. <laughs> he cuts people open with pizza cutters. He like breaks glass tubes or them. But he's like super like, you know, progressive and everything. It's like, yeah, trans rights or human rights motherfucker don't let me hear you say it any different <laughs> or else i'm gonna give you the pizza cutter uh, that's awesome yes do that yes and i'm like that's what frank needs to be now that could be the thing and, and, we'll, and we'll work a freaking jigsaw in there somewhere too yeah we'll, we'll work him in there somewhere because why not <laughs> <laughs> mk dragon who i didn't even know as a trans person not gonna lie i'd probably cry a little bit yes frank is your new tough father who will love and protect <laughs> it'd be you so all. fucking awesome it'd be so cool there's definitely yeah there's definitely an angle you could do on that one uh but yeah so there's your punisher news it's probably not gonna happen the way bleeding cool was saying it because fucking bleeding cool was saying it yeah yeah but i mean frank will have his day because everything in comics is cyclical and there will be a time when frank can come back again if anything it'll be like they've misheard something and uh he's gonna appear in the avengers at some he's gonna be like somewhere with blade or something which i don't even hate that idea no i don't even hate that idea at all where it's like he what, becomes what? blade's deputy in like vampire Ooh, town i like that that'd be yeah, pretty something cool. like that because yeah it's like punisher he's not really a team player and it's like the avengers deal with like world stuff and he's like no nah, i'm like too busy killing people and shit i'd love if they he just joins the team it's like what do you bring to the team uh frank was like well i uh, i like shoot celestials in the face with my shotgun Mm, and I, I, I waterboard the the scrolls when we get them <laughs> yeah because that's the thing it's like you either go there's like only two ways you could go with it with punisher the way he's you know being viewed in the pop culture subconscious now you either go full superhero with him now where it's like yep i'm wearing the black onesie now i'm an avenger for the first time ever in my life i fight the good fight for every person so you know fuck you who are co-opting my symbol because the avengers love and accept me and have brought me on and maybe i'm relaxing my kill thing like i punish people but you know maybe it's like rubber bullets now or something or you go the other way completely where it's like i am such a crazy fucked up murderer now like i will never be accepted by the superhero community again in fact i am forever on the run from them now you, you know what would be really fucking cool they he 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 gets tired of like all this shit happening on earth and he ends up like going like fuck it i'm going to fucking planet araco and like <laughs> i'm gonna like brave the fucking solar storms and shit just because i'm frank castle i'm gonna like engage in like endless fights uh, with like these mutants it, it wouldn't even be the first time they've done cosmic shit with the Punisher. He yeah. was an angel for a bit. He, like, went to, like, the Nine Realms and punished, like, ice giants yep. and shit during that, like, Thor event. So, like, yep. it's not crazy. You can absolutely change the genre with, like, okay, it's not film noir anymore. The Punisher is a cosmic book now. Yeah, I'd be co totally cool with that. Or the Punisher is a horror book now, like you said, for some reason he has to help Blade out, fight paranormal crimes. He goes and joins Scourge uh, in the search for, like, big guns or something Or something space. like that, yeah. Yeah, Scourge, there was a storyline that they ended up dropping, yeah, Scourge. Oh, well, no, actually... no, Scourge was in uh, Beta Ray Bill. He's, he's oh. dead. He's dead. He's oh, in Valhalla at the moment. You, you said Scourge, I'm thinking of Scourge, C, <laughs> not a K. It all sounds very similar. 
because that guy was also a very Punisher-esque Marvel character, you know, justice served. Yeah. Hey, that's what you do. He, it, it's too hot to be the Punisher. I'm just Scourge now. <laughs> I put on a white costume with the like trench coat and fedora and skull mask and yeah. fucking. I'm just, I'm just a different killer vigilante now. <laughs> you know what? That's how you sell a Scourge book, actually. Frank Castle Scourge. I stopped being Punisher for a bit. Yeah. Well, I, again, and like if anything, he's going to appear in like yeah, as I said, like Avengers and Blade could be in Moon Knight. Could be in Moon Knight, actually, yeah. Because, again, there's, like, rumor that maybe he'll be involved in one of those TV shows, maybe. Yep. That That's an option. Yeah, make him Ghost Rider. Maybe that'll be a reason people want to buy Ghost Rider. Yeah, making the Cosmic Ghost Rider again, because that's who Frank Castle is. He's the Cosmic Ghost Rider. That way you still get to write about Frank, but not really. Yep, and you can give him a baby Thanos. Aww. Baby Thanos is the best. <laughs> yeah, Punisher versus Sin Eater. Surprised we haven't seen that. Big agree, actually. Big agree. Yeah. Stanley Carter being like, what's so different between you and me, you prick? I'm not wearing a goddamn line. Yeah, I'm, not wearing, I'm not wearing hockey pads. Yeah, I ain't wearing hockey pads. It just blows them away. <laughs> yeah, people actually like, I'm not a creep. Well, I'm kind of creepy, but I'm not a creep. <laughs> i know i'm a creep you don't yeah that's the deal yeah you think you're on some holy mission i know exactly where i'm going (laughs) hell have they told that they did wolverine and hell punisher in hell frank castle dies and it's like cool i'm in hell now with all these evil souls i'm gonna kill them again (laughs) i'm gonna kill them like properly dead i'm gonna kill hey, the all devil. these people i've killed over the decades i've been alive here i gotta kill them all again i get to kill them all again and the final boss is like the people who killed his family before eventually he like kicks mephisto's ass <laughs> it's like world war hulk but with punisher the punisher and that, that's how all this mephisto stuff that like the avengers and like spider-man is dealing with is gonna be like third act and like the door's gonna get kicked in and it's fucking frank castle and he's just like blast the fucking devil with a fucking 12 gauge you you could bring back the mercy bullets and the angel gun and it wouldn't be stupid frank's like i was saving this for such an occasion i never thought i'd get a chance to use it's my last angel bullet and if anyone could do it it would be nick spencer oh my god like yeah mephisto's like yes my evil plan is good i will steal peter parker's marriage for the second time frank comes up behind him with garot wire <laughs> And that's the story of how Frank killed the devil. <laughs> then he goes to the place below all that I'm going to fight the one below all. <laughs> I love that, actually. Cosmic deity's just running from the Punisher. Oh, no, he's too hardcore. That's the, yeah, that's the thing he's done with, like, all the fucking drug dealers and gangbangers and everything. He's going for, like, gods now. I am fighting sin at its very root causes now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go fuck up Odin yeah really come here you big bearded bastard come here <laughs> oh, yeah exactly he's just doom guy at that point you're yeah. absolutely rip and tear <laughs> rip yeah. and tear uh now believe it or not we have one last story this week and this one is unfortunately not nearly as fun as cosmic god slayer frank castle is <laughs> Uh, this actually involves the very exciting, you know, very pulse-pounding world of Hollywood contractual disputes. 
but this one is actually legitimately pretty huge. In case you didn't already know, Scarlett Johansson is actively suing Disney right now over Black Widow's digital release. And boy, did I not see this coming. And boy, did this actually end up snowballing in a bigger way than I ever thought. It, it snowballed in a way that, yeah, I did not see coming, mainly because like a bunch of other actors and actresses all got involved and was like, yeah. hey, I'm going to sue my company now. We got like Emma Stone and Gerard Butler and probably Dead. some other ones I'm missing maybe denzel at some point uh yep. thank you uh Kali frederick again punisher meets kratos yeah punisher is kratos now yeah. yep that's what it would be yeah and he's covered in the ash of his like families oh. and everything yeah but uh yeah so uh, for those who don't know to cut you know the long and short of it is you know scarlett johansson had a contract with disney as with all actors do when it comes to big movies and everything and the idea was is that they were supposed to release black widow in a theater Mm -hmm. They weren't supposed to do the day-and-day -day digital release, but they did it anyway. Yep. And, and that's bad. That breached a contract, like, full stop. And when, uh, what is it, when they asked them about it, it's like, well, why would you do that? Why would you breach a contract? They gave probably the worst answer they could possibly give, where it's like, oh, you just gave up any, you know, ground that you could potentially be a good guy in this situation. What what was the excuse they gave, Matt? Uh, something about, like, it's because they basically blamed the pandemic. They blamed it on COVID. They're like, yeah. in these trying times, we wanted to release it both ways yeah and I, it just boggles my mind because like something like this like because like they they forecast this happening because like this movie got made in like 2019 yeah uh, got really got delayed in 2020 so like surely like in the time between like when it was originally meant to be released and then when it got released a couple of weeks ago surely someone would have gone back and like try to renegotiate like contracts and stuff yeah that's the point if they wanted to do it they had to renegotiate it's yeah. as simple as that and in fact and again i wonder I, I can only assume more of this is going to come out now that this became a story early on in the pandemic like early in 2020 when this was happening you and i were talking about all the big hollywood movies getting delayed and how warner brothers said fuck it we're just dumping all of our movies on streaming now yeah. and that pissed off a lot of actors and directors then but then it all got quieted down and no one got mad which is like oh well they must have reworked out their contracts yeah i i, th well, I think they did i think like yeah uh with wonder woman uh 84 i think like gal gadot got paid like an extra 50 mil or something some ridiculous fucking amount to make up for like the day and day ticket cut that yeah. they probably get in so their like contract why did that not happen here because that was it's not something that just happened like in a split second yeah this is like months like a year like yeah like to sort this out and also too it's like you figure that like they were probably negotiating right up until the release because they announced the release yeah, yeah. so obviously scarlett johansson and her people would have known and probably would have been upset with it you know what i think this comes down to i think this comes down to well we killed you off. We sat on this movie for two years. We already cast your replacement, Floris Pugh. We're done with you. We're just, yeah, we're we, just done. We don't need you anymore. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need you anymore. Thank you for all the money. Thank you for also saying dumb shit like you want to work with Woody Allen and that you should play any ethnicity there. We're, we're done with you now. But here's the thing. Even if you are done with her, you still got to fucking pay her. Though, still got to do a contract, yeah. 
you, you can't breach the contract no matter what a huge, massive company you are. And as you mentioned before, this opened up a full floodgate there where Emma Stone and a bunch of other people are like, well, hey, shit, if she's mad and she's Sue, I'm mad and I want to sue too. I remember even before this, uh, like a couple of weeks ago, Denzel Washington was all pissed off because of his new movie. They gave it the same treatment. Mm-hmm. They gave it the same treatment and like, yeah, this this is one of those things where it's like you should have just given her the money. You should just honor the contract. And now that you haven't, now we're going to see about 100 new lawsuits. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You shouldn't have opened your mouth. Shouldn't have done. Again, I think it's like a lot of people are blaming the uh, the new boss of Disney, Bob Chapnick. Ch- Chapnick. Yeah. Something like that. Because uh, it, is, it is him being basically like cheap. Right. Yeah. So it's like it's probably you know what it is. It's probably cheaper to go through like lawyers and stuff than actually give her the payout. It's true. That's probably because, what it is. Because at least that point you're taking some out of her wallet too. Because she's got to pay her lawyer. She's got to show yep. up. You you make it as hard as possible, and then at the end when you give a lower amount, they're like, "Fine, just give me the money so I can leave." Exactly. They you tire them out basically. The classic Which, Disney play. Which is how all litigation works. Uh, Captain Kuhn, Jonesons people apparently tried to reach out to Disney, but never got back to them. Oh, that's fucking ice cold. Yeah, that, again, doesn't make any sense because it's a blatant breach of contract. Oh, and, also, she's one of your Avengers, one of your yeah. biggest things. Don't, didn't you think this would be a PR nightmare? Even if she was your least favorite, even if you were already done with her, didn't you think that this was going to be a big deal? Yeah yeah it's it's very very stupid and kind of mean too like even as i brought up you know yeah scarlett johansson said and did some dumb shit but you still gotta honor your contract with her that's why you do contracts exactly exactly it's also one of those things where it's like god damn if this company is willing to fuck over a rich famous lady who made them a bunch of money there's no telling who else they'd be willing to fuck over her uh, yeah, uh, yeah. As as Nova X says, uh, Robin Williams had the same thing happen to him in mm. with Aladdin, where he he the had a the genie, yeah. yeah, he had a contract that's that stated that like they couldn't use his voice in in like marketing or anything yeah. for the film because he didn't he couldn't want take up more of the poster. Yeah, yeah, and they completely disregarded all of that, and that's why he isn't the, the genie in the sequels. That's why you got Don Castellaneta. Oh, thank you, uh, Paul Andrade, for the money just helping us out. Good thank on you. you. I saw it. Uh, eventually, like, Disney did break bread with Robin Williams because I think, like, Eisner bought him, like, an original a, a Picasso. Picasso. yeah, yeah. yeah and, and, like, apologized to him directly and everything. So, like, that's pretty good. Now, uh, this might end up getting worked out because, uh, what is it, Kevin Feige was apparently pretty angry about this and this was, like, above him and everything. Yeah, well, I saw people blaming him and Marvel Studios for it. It's like, no. The, the the contract is with disney Marvel yeah, studios is part of them but not responsible for that and kevin feige is not responsible for this part of the the no. whole thing but he knows it makes him look bad so you know he yeah. wants to try and be sure to let people know that he's mad as a uh, Kali frederick says a uh, williams did return for king of thieves yes he did yes. actually return for that after everything was all said and done thank, th- thank you as always for the aladdin knowledge <laughs> Look, I'm an Aladdin scholar over here. We, you come to the show for the Aladdin lore. Man, did you know uh, Aladdin the animated series crossed over with the Hercules animated series and Jafar <laughs> and Hades teamed up? That's pretty awesome. That's a that's a real thing that fucking happened. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Where it's like, yeah, when Jafar died, he went to the Greek underworld. Why not? Yeah, of course. Of course, yeah. 
of course, yeah, of course, why not? And I'm like, I remember as a kid that blew my fucking mind. Where it's like, why doesn't Disney do more crossovers like this? And then Kingdom Hearts happened. <laughs> so I kind of got my wish. <laughs> but yeah, so this is, uh, yeah, this is this is a really fucked up situation that's probably only gonna get more fucked up. I bet Chapnick, the guy in charge, feels really stupid now. It's not every day you take a new job and then have it all blow up in your face super hard on, like, like one of your first big decisions. Yeah, well, again, I don't think this is, like, the f- the first time, like, he's fucked up something. No, uh, and, and there's a precedent since Iger, right Since Iger uh, left, so he's like, Iger gonna come back now? And <laughs> be like, fine, That's... I'll fucking come back and just sort the shit out. <laughs> that, that is the hot rumor, because the floodgates are open now, the talent is in active revolt right now, and you might be getting multiple lawsuits from multiple sides now. Yeah, that's the rumor I heard now, too, where that's like, fuck it, you know, bring, bring Iger back, because, you know, he at least knows these people and can smooth it over. Yeah, and yeah, he knew what he was doing, he had good relations, with everyone it seems so yeah seemed fairly well liked yeah so yeah this this story will continue to develop i'm sure and yeah i mean it's a very easy open and shut case honor the contract give her what you owe her even if you don't want to work with her anymore yeah it would have been so much easier just to do all that but again it's the 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 people that like we don't necessarily always hear about all the suits and everything that all the Mm. petty pinches basically Yep. ruining it for everyone lawyers and whatnot oh yeah and, and the moral of the story too is like pay all your people what they're owed don't, yeah don't try it up if you don't pay them you suck yeah I, again it it was the week for it we had this we had the, the blizzard stuff as well which was kind yeah. of the same sort of stuff mixed in with like yeah. a bunch of really crappy like harassment stuff uh, yeah that's another thing too about this black widow thing did they think they could get away with it because she was a woman it's like well we couldn't do it to chris evans or robert downey jr but yeah. we might be able to get away with it with her though probably probably Ooh, that's fucked up but very very hollywood isn't it yep let's just see what we can get away with let's just see let's just see what we can yeah. do well, people won't be mad oh everyone's mad yeah oh but f- f- fallout nobody liked that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's one of those but uh yeah so I- i'm certain this will not be the last we hear of this story no. or about these lawsuits in general now that there is a, a precedent for it absolutely yeah so yeah don't be shocked if we end up talking about more of this in the future yeah yeah so i guess with that we can hop on over to what we read this week how many books did i read this week one two three four five six seven so i only read seven new books this week. i read a couple as well yeah <laughs> It was a, it was a light one. Where where would you like to begin, Matt? Uh, well, let's start with a new number one with the new Superman. Yeah, Son of Kal-El, number one, the big hot new release that actually did pretty well on the channel. Same. I was talking about numbers. This one did okay. So again, maybe it is a content thing. People care more about new number ones. Yeah. Um. And yeah, this one uh sets up uh everything what uh John Kent Superman is going to be about mm-hmm it's a real tone setter issue he doesn't fight a big villain they don't set up like a big new like you know arc or anything it's just him coming to terms with the fact that he is superman now yeah and it's done wonderfully and handed very handled very tactfully uh Absolutely. by uh tom Ta- tom taylor 
Yeah, it, it really, really is. And again, I, I didn't know what to expect going in. It's funny that obviously this is coming about because of what's going on in action comics and because of what's going on in Superman and the Authority. Yet surprisingly, they don't mention any of that in this new number one, which is probably for the best because they want you to be able to pick up this new number one, even if you don't know the inciting incident behind any of it. Yeah, oh, I'm sure like in a couple of issues, it's going to start like uh, catching on into it and everything because this is basically a new ongoing and I imagine uh, eventually we'll get some sort of big crossover. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it will too. But uh, yeah, it's 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 John trying to stop a forest fire, uh, which is being caused by a metahuman who has recently grown into their powers and they just can't control it. Yeah, and in classic Superman fashion, he talks down the villain. Or the hugs it villain, out with him. Quote, unquote. Uh, hugs, yeah, hugs it out with him. And uh, again, this leads to like the big point of the issue where John hands him over to the military and the military kind of manhandle this person because they're afraid of him and afraid what his powers can do and whatnot. Yeah. And John basically gets his own Sam Lane in this issue in dickish yeah. military guy. Yeah. And, uh, John is unsure. And again, it's got great callbacks to like future state where like in future state, he was at war with the military mm, with like what yeah. they were doing and everything to the people of Metropolis. Um, and again, like he, he doesn't know if he did the right thing by this person. Like he knows he saved them and everything, but then handed them over to the uh, authorities. He's not sure whether that was the right call or not. So he goes to see Damien and in his own book. Yeah. And goes to uh, see Damien and uh, discuss what he did. As he says, you know, I'm your only like friend and confidant who's not related to you. Yeah. And it's true. It's true. It is. It, it, it's sad and true too it's like you got aged up but like damien is literally your only friend that you've made that, that that's that's one of the problems i had with that tomasi run he never made any other friends besides I, mean, I guess i guess there was that girl alien but she kind of fell away yeah again yeah for like an arc but like other than that no one else like no yeah. character development whatsoever <laughs> uh uh Kali again there uh keeping us you know informed there and keeping supporting uh was it just me or did damien look a bit older in john's book than he does in his own guess it was the new 52 big bad was uh wwbng this week the firstborn oh yeah huh yeah, yeah. i mean i guess it was an art choice yeah yeah i get john tims it was just drawing drawing him as he was drawing yeah yeah i i don't know maybe it was a little bit bigger I don't know. I, I didn't mean, really notice. Yeah, yeah, people said he was taller. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe he's he's definitely wearing what he's wearing in the Robin book, and he's on Lazarus Island. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're fighting ninjas, which which I love that they just slip that in where it's like, yeah. And then John came and talked to him at one point while yeah. he was having his own adventure. Yeah, yeah. And then they explain it away. It's like, well, yeah, a, a Kryptonian was able to find John, uh, Damien. Of course, he was able to. They, uh, they have a really good conversation about legacy and morality and everything. And, you know, John's really questioning what it means to be Superman right now because he's barely been Superman for, like, what, a couple hours? And he's already having to thread the needle of, like, oh, am I a weapon of the state? You know, am I a defender of the status quo with my father this way? You know, can I actually, you know, do things better as Superman? Can I, you know, redefine what it means? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's only been it for, for just a little bit. And, yeah. He's, he's finding it all different and i i love uh early on earlier on in the book we get to see uh john's birth uh 
a yes. more de- a more definitive version of John's birth, which is a combination of like the convergence and like the Superman reborn stuff and it, all know, that. It's funny. I-, I wrongly spoke in my review. I'm like, oh, did they went back and completely retconned his origin, which they need they, to do. They've done it two converts. times before this. Th- th- then I was reminded someone in the chat's like, actually, Joel, you covered this new origin in uh, Action Comics 977, and I'm like, fuck yep. off. No, I didn't. I went back and looked up. Like, oh my god, I did. They just referred to it. We didn't actually get to see it like this like we did yeah yeah so they're filling in that gap and there's this great great set of lines by wonder woman who basically gives john his own version of that whole faster than a speeding bullet Mm. uh thing which is he's like faster than fate and he's able to bring us all together and everything it was great it was fantastic it's very nice too yeah it's like this this is like john thinking like you know i am superman but it doesn't mean i have to be the same superman (laughs) as my father i can remix what it means i can be a superman for a new era you know maybe i'll be the superman that actually tries to attack the root causes of crime and criminality and not just spend my whole superhero career punching ninjas and it will not only not only like crime and criminality but stuff like climate change and stuff that is actually affecting the world how very utopian yeah ex- exactly how superman should be used it, it is and it's also too where it's like look you know we could tell these stories with superman but people would probably freak the fuck out wouldn't it be more interesting to tell these new types of stories with a new character and let superman do what he normally does in action and in superman and the authority it's actually it's, it's kind of actually smart as well because while he's tackling these these events it also means they don't necessarily have to create new villains for him because he'll be tackling stuff like climate change and stuff like you can't really make a villain who's like mr climate change man you know (laughs) mr twister i do climate change you know so he's completely he's he's not going to be fighting you know lex luther jr or like uh boy metallo or something you know well hey never say never (laughs) well he's already done all that sort of stuff in super sons i guess he has yeah i guess luther's still missing isn't he after death metal yeah we haven't really seen a lot of him i guess he's been missing that's fine though you know when he comes back it'll be a big deal it's fine letting big villains you know cool off for a bit yeah but yeah so i uh, i really dug this issue i really dug what they were saying and i like you know uh taylor basically giving us his vision for the direction of superboy where it's like this is what the book is going to be about everybody yeah and it's it's fantastic yeah cool it's cool shit i like that it is different i like that it is a different superman exactly yeah because if he was just again like you said fighting the same villains having the same adventures it's like well what's even the point of changing it then exactly it's something and different it's, like completely different from everything and it's a great way too to have a young unsure superman early on in his career without like retelling superman's origin all over again yeah and 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 without turning it into like that sort of like weirdo sort of like snyder superman when Mm. he's unsure that suddenly means he's evil yeah also too you get the whole added weight of legacy thing where it's like my dad made this all look easy yeah well again the future state that that whole future state arc he was in was all about legacy and him becoming the superman he was he wants to be yeah 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 Yeah, it's great Uh, uh, luther was on the totality uh totality monitoring committee and then we never saw him again when yeah, we he went disappeared back to frontier he yeah. fucked off yeah he's like this is stupid why am i here why did i agree to this job i'm rich yeah why are you making me work hard i'm rich I'm yeah, going the dark side's probably kidnapped him there you go Ooh, luther's a black lantern now Ooh. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go and not pay my taxes and make dick shaped rockets to fly into space with <laughs> and steal everyone's cakes. There you go. I'm gonna take your forty cakes and go to space with them. <laughs> now no one can have these cakes, only me. <laughs> but yeah, Superman, son of Kal El, good so far. And genuinely, uh, the comments I got were positive on it. People yeah. were like, "Oh, I, I like what he's laying down. I get this." Yeah, I, I the one thing that really surprised me is that people are starting to realize that John never really had much character development before this, mm. and it's like, "Hey, this character is actually going places. That's cool." Or, or or at least not the development you you thought he got. The general consensus I heard from everyone is like, I really wanted to see John grow up one day and eventually become Superman. Maybe this is a little quick, but this is good now. Yeah. So yeah, so there you go. <laughs> Bizarro Critic saying, didn't Infinite Frontier foreshadow John uh, breaking bad somehow or being bad for the universe? Yes, actually. They'll have to go back to that at some point, because if you recall, when Phantom Stranger talked about John's origin, he talked about the original fucked up Convergence one and saying his very existence might doom the multiverse. I'm looking forward to that, especially the, yeah. the comments. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a very interesting story when they eventually tell it. Also, I think John won that argument because the Spectre got fucking killed by Darkseid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it's not going to be as bad as everyone thinks it is. No. No, again, yeah, I think that's Williamson seed planting for his next crisis when he eventually <laughs> does it. Super crisis. <laughs> crisis on infinite suns. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, uh, Son of Kal-El, real good. I'm excited to keep reading this. I'm also excited for when this book inevitably crosses over with Nightwing. Oh, yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, hey, you're the son of uh, Superman. You know, I'm kind of like Batman's original kid too. Trust me, I've lived with this whole legacy problem my whole life. I tell you that 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 I'd I'd much prefer that team up than like a Super Sons team up because it makes Which, it, it makes a bit too. more sense. The two first sons of Batman and Superman. Yeah. yeah. And also, like, you know, Dick can be like, "Yeah, man, I've been exactly where you are, trying to be my own man. I had to move to another city to get away from my father and out from under his shadow." Yeah, maybe we could have more stuff with like Nightwing, like because like Nightwing got the name Nightwing from Superman. Mm, I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe he tells John that story, like he never heard that before. E exactly. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, your dad never told you that one? Yeah, it's totally Nightwing's a Superman reference, not a Batman reference. I did it to piss my dad off." <laughs> And boy, did it. <laughs> All right, what, what else did we have this week, Matt, we wanted to cover? Uh, well, we had Infinite Frontier issue three. We did. Joshua Williamson continues to spin a ton of plates in a very interesting way that he also seems to make look easy. Yeah, yeah, he makes it look too easy. He really does, where it's like, this story should be complicated and incomprehensible, but you actually weave it just right. Yeah, he's spinning all these plates and, like, starting to put them all together and starting to tie up all his uh, stories together. Mm -hmm. In a way that makes a lot of sense. We see uh, Alan Scott, Green Lantern, and Obsidian, they're knocking on the doors of a bunch of JSA villains, seeing if anyone got their memories back and kidnapped Jade, and the Shade shows up. Yeah, the Shade shows up, and he... He may have gotten his memories back or be like somewhat aware because he's, he's very he's, coy about yeah, it. Yeah, he's, he's very, uh, very uh, uh, deceptive about it. He's like, ah, maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Maybe it's one of your villains. Maybe it's one of Todd's or Jade's villains. Who mm. knows? Which I love that about the shade. Like, oh, I ride the line. Some days I'm a hero. Some days I'm a villain. You just don't know. I could be anything at all times. God, he's cool, the shade. I imagine they're bringing him back, too, because he's probably going to be a big part of Stargirl. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. 
So yeah, that that's a fun story. Uh, we see what is it the Justice League incarnate guys continuing to fight it out with Magog in uh, Kingdom Comer. Yeah, who is reformed, and we we kind of like get where he's coming from, and kind of I kind of agree with him where he he is reformed, but he's he he doesn't like other people from other multiverses coming to his world because he knows like the chaos that brings and like death and destruction so you're complicating things you're fucking up my story yeah and he can see that thomas wayne is one of these uh these uh variants one of these uh Mm. uh things that are out of place and he shouldn't be there or anything and yeah he wants everyone to leave him alone basically it's a, it's a great bit of thematic writing because you're building up this idea where it's like, well, it kind of makes sense when he says it, you know, the problem with all these multiversal people being able to move between planets as they wish. And we, we kind of discover where it's like, oh, wait, extract that woman who's been kidnapping people and attacking, you know, universal variants. She works for, uh, what is it, the DEO and Mr. Bones. Yeah, yeah. And they're the ones building the arcs, actually. They're they're literally sending them home. Send you back to your own universe. They're building arcs that look like the Ultima Thule so they can travel into the fucking bleed. Clever. Like in fucking Final Crisis and Infinite Crisis because you know, Joshua Williamson's done his fucking homework. He has. And, uh, he really has. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're building uh, giant arcs and, like, kidnapping humans and heroes and everything uh, for this experiment stuff they're doing. Uh, uh, what's his name? Roy Harper ends up, like, turning back from a zombie. Uh, he ends up getting back control, but he's trapped in space. For the love of his daughter. Yeah, the love of, of Leanne brings him back, and he ends up getting picked up by Agent Hammond, who we learn is Agent Hector Hammond. I loved that. That was such a great reveal because I'm reading the book and it's like, huh, Hammond, you don't usually hear them recycling names, but this guy just seems like a normal dude, only for him to be like, ha, 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 fuck you. I actually am Hector Hammond, the Green Lantern villain. When the universe got reset, I lost my gross monster mash face. Yeah, but I still have all my memories and I, yeah. I'm going to use this uh, opportunity. He's kind of like a, a hero, I guess. Like he's he's not I don't I don't see him as evil. Like you can see he's like just working for the DEO and doing a job. Well, and I he, mean he, he he did imply that he was gonna maybe try and sell Roy Harper off to somebody at a third yeah, location. That's true. It was just at least sell the ring off some to someone. Which again, you know, you can't take the super villain out of the guy even if you fix his <laughs> monster face. I, I think too when he lost his monster face, he lost his power, so he's just like Pretty a regular sure. dude now. Yeah, he's yeah. just super huh. smart. He's just Hector Hammond before he got there uh before he got the big puffy monster head which is one of those ideas like in the last issue where it's like oh some people have their memories back some don't some people got karmically reset this means ooh, what other characters potentially got reset back to you know like factory standard and how could you play around with that exactly i hope hector remembers his uh grant morrison using him in that last green lantern run because that was fucking weird yeah i hope he remembers like all of that because that involved like the multiverse and everything as well yeah that's definitely fun uh the big reveal too is hey it doesn't actually look like jade was kidnapped at all it looks like she actually went and reformed the infinity inc yeah with a bunch of the lost characters like adam smasher and damage and power girl yes power girl who finally is free from that void she was trapped in (laughs) the void of no writer wants to deal with this character the literal void that christopher priest when we last saw her that's where she was and i'm like oh i guess if you know kara's free i guess uh or what is it uh was it power girl i forget what her 
real name is it, fucking she's help me. fucking supergirl of earth 2 basically you know some sometimes she's kara sometimes she's not but you know again it's like she's she's free and i'm like oh is tanya spears free too because tanya tanya spears was stuck in the same hole <laughs> did did you help her out did you all get out together did that also change when the universe got reset i'm, I'm sure i'm sure uh um uh Chris, uh, Joshua Williamson knows and has, will reference it at some point. You're you're absolutely right too. Where it's like, why were all these characters lost? Because no one wanted to write about them yeah. and deal with all the baggage. Yeah, yeah. So we put them all on a new team. No one knew where they like fell in the. It's like, well, you know, with the new Fifty Two, we had like Power Girl, but she was on Earth Two and she was technically Supergirl. So like, it's a what, whole thing. What, but then she was in the Harley Quinn book as power girl what yeah, happened you know oops. yeah <laughs> it uh it'll be fun though when power girl hooks back up with huntress again and be like hey what's up <laughs> hey remember us didn't we have a whole thing going yeah and then huntress will just attack her with a fucking parasite monster face thing she's got going on at the moment right now she's fine now in the newest issue <laughs> <laughs> she she got over that i just read that before we started <laughs> Detective Comics was fucking weird, by the way. It's literally just a whole issue of Bruce in the drunk tank. Yeah, Bruce being talked to uh, a, a drunk person who saw him as Batman, but because he's drunk, he doesn't particularly remember it. He thinks it's just like a drunken haze. Yeah, doesn't really care. Doesn't it's pretty good. Blackmail it's pretty good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's basically just an excuse to draw a blue caped Batman with the yellow symbol. And I'm like, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, fighting the Joker. I'm fine with it. <laughs> that's basically just the whole story i'm like that's all right i've seen worse excuses <laughs> i i feel like you probably could have like ringed a little bit more stuff about that where it's like rich fancy bruce and like regular old drunk tank you, but, you, eh. you could you could have done a story where bruce is a like could have used that opportunity to get something off his chest to this guy who will never remember it will never remember it yeah yeah it's actually have him say something i like that yeah or two, even like, you know, again, pull a daredevil where it's like, oh, fuck, they don't know I'm a hero. So like when these other guys come to beat me up, I have to take this beating. Yep. I can't actually fight back because, well, Batman is a super awesome martial artist. Bruce Wayne isn't. <laughs> I also love their little snide thing at the justice system there. It's like, well, we booked you in on Friday, which means you won't be getting out till Monday morning. And also the cops probably wouldn't have solved the case if Oracle didn't actively give them all the information and clues they needed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny where it's like ah see the american justice system works so long as you have a super hacker on your side <laughs> there they'll only be out in two days <laughs> uh what else did you have matt ah uh, well we had uh the newest issue of the united states of captain america yes i read this one just recently very different than the first one yeah yeah they're completely different and i'm glad like i'm glad yeah. that like each one has like a different like tone and like mm. setting yeah, they're uh, they're in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, site of some of the bloodiest battles in the Civil War, and we get a very humanizing and very funny story where we realize Steve has actually been here once before. Yeah, when he was a Cub Scout and he needed to in pee. In the 20s. And he almost peed on Gettysburg. <laughs> he almost pulled an Ozzy Osbourne and almost pissed desecrated a uh, national monument. <laughs> now, I'm shocked the Fox News outrage vultures weren't mad at that. Captain the, America almost the, desecrated the, a monument. The minute I read that first page, I'm like, oh, they're going to be all over this. Didn't hear thing nah nah they're on to other shit now yeah they're on to other shit now that that was last week's outrage and we don't read comics <laughs> uh so yeah they find the next member of the captains 
this underground Captain America network of other heroes who were inspired by Steve and Sam and the other Captain Americas. And her name is Nichelle Wright. And I was waiting for like, oh, does she have like a rail rider style code name? No, she just calls herself Captain America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm the Captain America of Gettysburg. Get on board or get off. <laughs> yeah, and we find out that she's a uh, protester and she was uh, protesting uh a lot of things one of which was uh a new water system for the town which yeah. was uh the company uh in charge of it was like using it to like poison the water it's it's basically flint michigan and she's literally yeah. fighting to stop flint michigan from happening in other american cities where i'm like that's pretty fucking timely actually yeah and uh the people view her as a nuisance and everything and uh some people are happy that she's off the streets and uh sam is like the only one to call it out it's like ah these people are only happy she's off the streets because she's black Eh, true enough Man, yeah wow freaking sam really bringing it this issue <laughs> bringing the heat where he's like dealing with the racist police chief who's like ah you know her brand of community policing and rabble rousing sure makes us corrupt police look bad <laughs> we're, we're just gonna blame her for everything the captain america imposter did yep yep and sam's like not on my fucking watch <laughs> and he throws him and steve's just like you shouldn't have said that to his face <laughs> i love just, how like nonchalant steve was here they're like after like all the like battles with like the uh the speech the cap and everything the, the cops want to like talk to him about a report and steve's like hey, i'm i'm busy fuck busy. off <laughs> I, uh, we get to see some cool stuff with shields this issue too because steve is obviously missing his so he brings back the hollow shield yeah and it's not waterproof <laughs> yeah goddamn tony style over substance <laughs> motherfucker yeah and sam has his own shield made by misty knight yeah, which is cool because they were dating in his book, but then they kind of stopped dating when that book came to an end. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know some people had a problem with the black Captain America having an all-black shield, and I'm like, well, you know, it's kind of like in a Jackie Robinson, what has this flag done for me and my people kind of thing. But then when I stopped and thought about it more, I'm like, but he's still wearing the red, white, and blue costume, though. I thought I never really considered that. I just thought, like, it looked cool. <laughs> I, you know what that's the thing i think everyone is digging too much into it i think you're right i think the shield looks cool and also as we have learned from spider-verse you gotta have a bunch of different customizable shields that way we can sell them as merchandise nichelle has a different shield too yeah hers her colors are inverted ah ccc varies which i think like steve actually did have that one like in the cartoon or something he had yeah or well, i'm pretty yeah i think as well as like i think it was a live action shield for like one of those shitty yeah, director yeah. dvd director vhs fucking movies that they made with roger corman which is cool that you know yeah all the different captain americas they're so different naturally they'd have their own shields yeah and uh yeah well the, th the thing as well within the show is like uh she's a gymnast or was a gymnast and that was yeah, that's yeah. like her thing she's like a super athletic uh nimble captain america she has zach Ryder's old wrestling gear with tights <laughs> on one leg but not on the other yeah <laughs> I, I, that is the pettiest complaint I've ever had, but that annoys me. It annoys me when Zack Ryder did it. It annoys me when she does it. Either it looks, go all it, pants it or does, no pants. It does, like, set off my OCD where it's like, how is that comfortable? Like, one it's, leg's going to be cold. It's not symmetrical. It's not finished. You slide on the ground and fight people. You just want to cut up your leg? <laughs> is it a gymnast thing I don't know about? I, I don't know. 
because the rest of her costume is actually like kind of interesting. She's got the trench coat with the hood, and she's got the little like Captain America wings on her mask. That he it's hasn't a great had combination since, like, of like uh, her two lives. One is a person from the streets of Harrisburg. Yeah. So you got like the coat and like uh, stuff you'd see someone on a street wear. Yeah. And then like her gymnast attire as well. It's yeah. It's street fashion meets sports gymnast, and I'm like that works just fix the leg please and then the costume will be fine what's what's interesting about nichelle too is that she's actually kind of icy and standoffish to steven samwell aaron in the first issue was like super in love and was like super fanboying over getting to see two captain americas at once and it takes a while for her to eventually say the reason and i was not expecting the reason but i think it's actually a very clever reason and that is she's like hey uh, I love Captain America. I love what you stand for, but I think we and the captains can do it better. And, you know, we're going to fight for, you know, more like grassroots stuff that you're too busy to. And also, hey, I don't like how you treated the Bradley family. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like we had um, uh, Aaron, like uh, his favorite cap was Sam and yeah. Michelle's favorite cap is Isaiah Bradley. Yes. Yes. The forgotten one from uh, Red, White and Black, uh, the Tuskegee Airmen Experiment version of captain america which i'm like yeah yeah they do forget him don't they when they talk about the great legacy of captain america and holy shit they forget elijah bradley even more they retired him off fucking panel yep yep they had another young black captain america standing who probably could have been you know promoted and moved on and they're just like nope when literally the whole point of that tuskegee airman inspired stories that the american people far too often forget the contributions and suffering of black people and marvel the company's just like ah eh, the bradley's whatever too complicated yeah 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 I, I as the chat is saying i hope this means we're actually going to get to see either isaiah or elijah in this story by the end i would have to assume they're involved in it because they're getting like all the captain america's involved with like oh, us yeah. agent i think william burnside's getting involved yeah, yeah, the ones you forgot about. They're even. all getting involved, yeah, in some way or another. Which is good, because it's called the United States of Captain America. You're trying to, like, you know, tell a story about the legacy, and it's always been so much bigger than Steve. Yeah, absolutely. The chat is saying they've also seen dancers with the one leg thing. Okay, so it's based on a real thing, then. Yeah, I figured it would be. That's something. Okay. At, le at least it's something that exists and not just something they made up. <laughs> Uh, the big final reveal, too, is we actually learn more about the villains there. We've had the mysterious speedster cap and also a woman who looks like fucking Super Patriot from Image. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that was purposeful or not, but we finally understand what their deal is. Yeah, and we learned that it's, again, tied back into Captain America and these classic villains because the woman is revealed to be Sin, the daughter of yeah. Red Skull not only is it sin but it's sin actually continuing with her character growth and development from the end of the Tanahasi coats run and she's like no don't call me sin anymore i'm superior now superior and we learned that the captain america uh is actually speed demon that's very funny the loser spider-man villain that's i like that a lot that he's just been i'm guessing magically brainwashed well he has like yeah. a trigger phase yeah she has like a trigger word and it like sets him off and he's no captains no america yeah, I like that a lot, and uh, th that's a great twist because, like, they had set up Sin to be, like, the next big Captain America foe, and I really thought they were just going to forget it when they started a new run. I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, no, it's great. 
I, I like it so much, I won't even complain that her plan is literally the same plan that her dad just had that it, just failed. You know, Nazis can't really, they're not, they're not big thinkers, you know? No. You know, it's always not. the same thing, you know, cleanse the world of like, you know, mm-hmm. minorities and Jewish people yeah. and whatnot, you know, yeah, the usual yeah. stuff, white power, all that stuff. That's, that's literally like my only problem with this United States of Captain America thing, that it's like, it's still it still doesn't feel different enough than like the last several cap runs we've read. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Though, though, as someone said last week, uh, you know, is it being stuck in a rut and directionless being the most American thing Captain America can be right now? Well, again, that's, I think part of the story, you know, yeah. he's st- again, in this issue, uh, Steve comes to the realization. He, re- he, well, he realizes like this journey meeting all these Captain Americas is going to be quite educational. He thinks very, also, I don't know if you felt this way too, but Cantwell writes Steve to be extra corny. Yeah, I love it. I like I it, like I like how he refers to Germans as Jerry's again. Jerry's again. I, was like, well, I mean, he would. <laughs> it's again. I feel like that's one of those you're either gonna love it or hate it. Things I enjoy it because I like it when my superheroes are a little corny. But I know how for some people it would be a massive turnoff. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah. It's, it's also, too, where it's like, look, we're going to have so many Captain Americas, everyone needs their thing, so this is his thing. Yeah. And, yeah, if it was for anyone else, it would seem weird, but it makes sense for Steve. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, so that was the United States of Captain America. Pretty cool. Uh, the next one is going to be Joe Gomez, the uh, yeah. aboriginal yeah. Uh, Captain America. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. I'm very excited for that because that feels like, ooh, ooh, hey, Captain America, guess what? I'm the original <laughs> Captain America. I was here before America was even a thing. <laughs> the last thing we Native Americans wanted to be was American, but you got to put that on us, so I'm making the best of it, dog. <laughs> uh, funny. Uh, what else did you have this week, Matt? Uh, let's see what else. What else? Oh, I've been I've been uh like catching up on uh Guardians of the Galaxy for the new uh Last oh, Annihilation yeah. event that's happening. Seems like a lot's happening. Yeah, the last issue I read was actually pretty fuck cool. It was uh it was the start of the uh Hellfire Gala uh, from uh Star Lord and Nova's point of view. Um, Ooh. and uh. Just to catch up on what's happening, Doctor Doom has joined the Guardians of the Galaxy after coming, yes, that was the big coming into space because he knew something was coming and he was trying to take power uh, to stop it. And he ended up uh, body swapping with like Hulkling and then body swapping with Rocket Raccoon. Um, <laughs> and so he's part of the uh, the Guardians now. And this issue deals with uh, Ego. Ego uh, has made a return and he had a fire cult on him that was committing some ritual and it turned him into a giant black egg. Oh, that's not good. And so like everyone's like gathered to like see what's like what's going to happen with this egg. We've got to keep an eye on this egg. Um, while like the Guardians are looking after that and uh, all of the... Uh, the Kree Scroll uh, Alliance looking after that. Uh, Star Lord and Nova attend the Hellfire Gala, and uh, they end up going to the Sword uh, Sword Station in in space, and they meet with Abigail Brand and Magneto. And Nova's not too happy about meeting Magneto because he, as he, I guess not. on the way there, he was he was like questioning Peter's choice for like allowing 
doom on the team it's like this guy's a fucking dictator and a villain it's like i'm sick of like having to deal with villains and and mm. and having to work with him and now he's got to deal with magneto <laughs> and he ends up bringing up in classic al ewing fashion brings up a a, a thing that happened back in the 70s um yeah, with, digs deep with magneto where he uh he 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 ended up killing these two uh beings called mr one and mr two uh, who ended up turning out to be uh, Shia sub-guardians, which is like a, a prototype to like uh, stuff like the Nova Corps and everything. Oh, shit. So like uh, no, Nova knows all about them and he wants to try and bring uh magneto in for their for their death and ends up with pull. ends up with like magneto doing the old like hey, i'm a mutant you know diplomatic immunity haha mm. sort of thing <laughs> bad guy from lethal weapon too <laughs> yeah 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 doing all that sort of stuff and like and again it's like tapping into that whole krakoa sort of sinister stuff because they've been making moves with like the snark war and like they saved the shia throne uh when the x-men saved uh saved them from the brood and whatnot yeah Um, yeah. so like the the shia won't be doing anything about this so he's basically got a get out of jail free card and rich isn't too happy about that because as he says he's he's just so fucking sick of like villains and like always getting away with everything is that is that goddamn uh uh, breaking bad mean he can't keep getting away with this <laughs> they can't keep getting um, away with it but what's really great is after their fight after their very brief fight uh him and magneto just end up talking about this talk like talking it out and magneto's like yeah I, I was a villain i'm kind of ashamed about it you know i'm ashamed about my past because you know it led to like compromises on my vision and all sorts of stuff mm. and um they end up like patching things over and huh. the, the book ends with uh the the planet ego hatching and you think like oh what's an egg and last annihilation was coming this is something to do with annihilus it has nothing to do with annihilus (laughs) uh out of the egg hatches dormammu oh shit yeah and that's like where that's the last issue i read i think there's one more issue i haven't read but yeah ends with dormammu in space fighting the guardians that makes sense. He hasn't been used in a bit. And also, I, I like the escalation from, uh, what is it, from Annihilus to Ultron to Dormammu. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> that's that's not bad at all. I like that. Hey, let's make Dormammu a bigger, more interesting cosmic villain. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that that definitely feels like a story that I'm going to want to check out after it's done because it's the Annihilation and it's Al Ewing. And I was loving his Guardians book when I just had to put it down. Yeah, it's Guardians, uh, Sword, and... I want to one see there's one. one other one. Maybe it's just both of them. I think there's going to be like a lot of special issues too. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, like I think whatever he's writing for X Men is tying into it. Right. Right. That, that adds up. <sighs> yeah. For uh, one event to another, I'm still reading Sinister War right now. Yeah. I I am, uh, haven't read the newest issue. Uh, I had Amazing Spider-Man issue number seventy-one. I I will be brief with this one because you have not read it, Matt. But uh, let me just say. Nick Spencer does a truly amazing thing this late in his Spider-Man career by having a whole issue that answers no questions, but asks several more. God damn it. Answers <laughs> no questions. so well with that first issue of Sinister, sure Sinister War. God damn it. Literally, literally a whole issue that is nothing but new questions. Fuck's sake. God damn it. We got we got like secret wills from dead villains from the past. We got uh, perhaps implanted memories. We got oh, keys to sake. old secret mansions now. God damn it! 
oh yeah we we in there we are definitely in there we got characters maybe beginning beginning to remember their old lives and their past deaths and how you know that might affect shit god damn it oh yeah it it goes there it really goes there god damn yeah tell me about it uh they do retcon one thing very interestingly and it's something that i know for a lot of people was a bugbear yeah uh remember remember how like quentin beck mysterio killed himself and then he came back to life and then we found out he was actually also the ultimate mysterio and that he had been piloting them all in between dimensions yeah and it's like how the fuck does this guy who's like a goddamn special effects wizard how the hell does he learn to traverse goddamn universes yeah how does he do it yeah, Kindred helped him do it. Oh, fucking course. <laughs> when he brought him back to life. And I'm like, you know what? Good enough. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Because if he can bring you back to life, of course, he can also transverse universes. Why not? Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know if that question needed to be answered, but good on you, Spencer, for actually giving an answer to a question. <laughs> oh, but what we didn't know is this was actually a question that will be uh, questioned next issue. Question within a question. Yeah. For what is a question without another question? I will answer your question with a question. <laughs> and then the question will jump through universes and be in this story. Heard you, heard you had a problem, Spider-Man. I'm the only one who can help you solve it. I'm the only one whose mind is so fucked up and convoluted. <laughs> it's fine. It's still fine. But it's just like, God damn it, you better have a really good finale at the end of this. Yeah, yeah. Because this is quickly starting to feel like work, my man. Yeah. But yeah, so that was that was Spider-Man. Cool. Uh, my last issue I read this week was Beta Ray Bill, issue five. Ah, see, I almost uh, read this one, but I was leaving it till later in the week. I bet it's good. It is. It is one big wrestling match between Serta and Bill. Like, literally. Yeah. It's just them uh, beating the shit out of each other for 20 pages. We, uh, we know the writer loves wrestling because he put Kazuchika Okada's Rainmaker elbow. He did a snap German suplex. Yeah, yeah, all that's in here. All that's in here. Yeah, it's just, it's just, uh, firstly, uh, Serta fights Bill in his, like, he's like a hundred foot tall form, and Bill calls him a fucking coward for doing that. Mm -hmm. So he's like, come fight me like I'm a fucking human. You fight know, me IRL. Fight me like a mortal, would you coward, and see if the sword will actually take you back. And Ooh. and so they they end up fighting, and while they're fighting, Scott, uh, the ship uh, in robot form, uh, sets up a bunch of generators because she wants to repower up the ship, and um, she she's planning on harnessing the shock waves from their fight because they're they're so powerful and put off um, put off uh, a lot of energy. So she ends up harnessing them, and she transforms the entire ship into this huge fucking. Uh, rail gun and gives it to um to scourge who's like te he's like got tears in his eyes and he's like so happy he gets a big gun and yeah. um he ends up like shooting it at uh Surter and like ripping him in half and uh Fuck yeah. bill ends up getting uh the sword and cuts off Surter's head and kills him and uh he ends up reverting back to his like normal looking form and it's like he finally got what he wanted and the last couple of pages are so good after like uh scourge goes back to val uh valhalla with the valkyries and uh pip is uh on the men from getting almost killed by serta um there's this great great page where uh he's watching hook uh the movie hook i saw your tweet about this and yes. it's the and, it, and it's the scene where um the children in the movie uh trying to like touching robin williams face and they, they realize that like he's 
Peter Pan. Mm. And, and uh, it's it's great because it's like that's the story that's been told throughout this whole issue. That's the journey he's been on. And, and, and it's great because in the final page, he goes to see Pip and Pip's like, oh, you got what you wanted. You finally got what you wanted. And, and, uh, well, uh, Bill says, yeah, he did. He can still see in like, in like mirrors and stuff, his horse face. Cause that's mm. who he really is. It's not this person he changed into. He's always that been that person and he always will be that person. Because, hey, I went on this journey of self-discovery and I discovered that I had what I needed all exactly. along. Exactly. Yeah. Which is such a beautiful story that we don't see told in comics very often. Yeah, and, it's, and to be told in, in, in such a simple way, there was no nothing pretentious about it no, or anything. It was just, it was, it was there. You could understand it very easily. And yeah, Daniel Warren Johnson did fantastic work on that book it really i mean i think it's it's an easy shoe in for like best miniseries of the year oh he's got to get an eisner or something next year if not for the writing just for the art alone alone yeah i mean come on i mean who, who i mean who else today is such like a full package of writing exactly. and art together exactly yeah it's uh it's wonderful i can't wait to read it myself yeah i'm sure i will give it a very high score uh i had two last ones that i'll just go through very quickly uh, i had robin number four mm-hmm so Damien almost died in his last mission, but he got saved by Goliath, his big red gargoyle character that Joshua Williamson remembered existed. Yeah. And uh, Rachel Ghoul is forced to, you know, uh, nurse him back to health and basically become his Mr. Miyagi so he can win the next level of his tournament. I didn't even know Rachel Ghoul was still alive. Uh, he wasn't, apparently, but he's back, but whatever. <laughs> He, he does mention Batman and the Outsiders and saying, you know, when they defeated me, I lost everything, but I didn't get mad this time. I just moved to this island, grew out my hair, and now I'm a fun hippie, you know, nature grandpa. <laughs> There's honestly, uh, what is it? Williamson does an amazing job, like, breaking down Raish's barriers, and we see, like, a kinder, gentler side of him that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, you know, Damien, when I look at you, I see so much anger the same anger that was in myself as a young man, the same anger that's in your father and in your mother too. This idea that you see how broken and fucked up the world is and you want so badly to try and fix it. And when you can't, it makes you even angrier. That's, that's why I did what I did. And mm-hmm. that's why I'm the type of villain I am. Cause people forget Rachel Ghoul's whole bag is I want to save the world from itself. Even if that means killing most people. Yep. And it's just like, wow, what a very humanizing thing where it's like, you know, I, I was like you once. I was young and idealistic. Oh, that's awesome. It is. And I'm like, well, we've never actually gotten to see Damien and Raish like interact like this. No, no. And of course, you know, we're like Raish is pouring his heart out and telling him all of this. Uh, Damien like steals his keys and gets on the island. <laughs> of course, of course. And Raish isn't even mad. He's like, he stole my keys. He didn't make a sound or leave a footprint in the sand. Good boy. <laughs> And I'm like, that's that's awesome. And uh, oh, the big final thing there is uh, Nightwing, Red Hood, Spoiler, and Tim Drake all coming to back him up on the island. Cool, cool. So it's now all these Robins versus all these assassins. Awesome. It's it's great. And uh, also great this week, Daredevil 32. Oh, of course. Of course. It's a, it's a beautiful mirrored story. It's Elektra trying to fight uh what is it bullseye who is just shooting random people in the streets now new york is on full lockdown because they don't know who he's going to kill next Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Daredevil is fighting his way deep into the bowels of the prison to see what secret uh, the warden is keeping from everyone. And uh, Kingpin surprisingly gets a lot of movement in his story with himself and Typhoid Mary, where he like asked Typhoid Mary to stay. And this is like a big turning point in their relationship because it's like, oh, he actually said he cared about a person. Holy shit. <laughs> about a woman, no less. <laughs> You know, what What does this mean for them moving forward, considering that, you know, Wilson Fisk's lovers don't last very long? <laughs> Here's hoping Typhoid Mary is every bit as tough as she seems to be. Yeah. Also, uh, Alice and Electra get a great little, uh, what is it, heart-to-heart, and uh, Alice basically decides to become Electra's new tech person, and she riddles out that Bullseye couldn't possibly have been shooting all these people at the times he's supposed to be doing, because there's not one Bullseye, there's multiple Bullseyes. Oh, no. Oh, no. The Bullseye Legion, the Bullseye Clones. <laughs> How do you make one guy uh, more dangerous? You make more of them. <laughs> It's great, too, because Elector's like, well, I swore not to kill. I swore to be a good daredevil, but it's Bullseye, though. I'm probably going to fail this if I go fight him. Well, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she has an interesting moral conundrum there. It's, it's good shit. It's just all really good shit from start to finish. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so I guess that's it, then. That's everything we read this week. That's everything, I think, yeah. All right. Whew, man, big, big packed show, everyone. Cannot cannot feel shortchanged after that one. No, no. Well, again, man, we're going to see how the numbers do on this one because we're gonna I, I know people love those longer shows. They sure do. So, you know, hey, what we're saying is show this show to a friend. You know, go <laughs> go to Best Buy and put it on all of the computers is what we're saying. <laughs> go, go to the old folks' home and turn this on and only this show. <laughs> They'll be confused, but we could really use the number. Yeah, put it on in prisons where they can't change oh. the channels. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, I hope you inmates love getting to know about comics. <laughs> uh, Kali saying they're helping us out yet again, man. Thank you so much, Kali. You've been helping Thank us you. the hell out in this uh, episode there. VIP. Uh, Sword and Daredevil were my books of the week. You guys think Dormammu's son in the Strange Academy, which is dope, may get pulled into what's happening. I haven't been reading Strange Academy. He has a son and he's there. Holy yeah, shit. I didn't know that. <laughs> Man, you, you taught us a thing, Ali. That's actually really cool. I think I considering so. he's in space fighting the Guardians, he probably doesn't really give a fuck about his son. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's I a mean, bad I, I parent. Hope... Tell me about it. On top of everything else, Dormammu does bad, bad dad. <laughs> doesn't pay his child support. Doesn't know what his kid's into. <laughs> Never will Dormammu come through and say, hey, are you winning, son? <laughs> Man, somebody needs to make that meme now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the show this week, everyone. We hope you enjoyed it. Matt and I sure had a fun time doing it. We'll be back again next week, same time. Thank you, everyone, who gave their insight into stuff they might like to see from the show in the future. I think they're right. I think we should maybe try and do some more uh, movie commentary stuff. Yeah, people seem to like them. And if we can do them live as well, that'd be great tell you what people tell me what movies you want to see in the comments section i'll grab all them together and then i'll uh maybe do a poll on patreon because i don't use that feature enough and i really should nice you can also do polls on our youtube now oh really yeah in the uh community section of your page oh interesting okay well maybe we'll do that we'll pull twitter we'll pull uh youtube and we'll pull <laughs> patreon we'll pull everywhere we... Pornhub and yeah, yeah, x we'll videos pull... and all that sort of stuff <laughs> and after we triple pull our audience base <laughs> then they can tell us what they want <laughs> <laughs> only then 
Uh, all right. Thank you so much, everyone. This has been fun. Uh, until then, this has been Cape Joel. I'm Matt. And we'll see you all next time, everyone. Bye-bye. Catch you later.